0: to the Everyday Board Game Podcast with your host, Daniel. And Daniel. Good night, Daniel.
1: Yeah, that's good enough.
0: Yeah, it's close to <laughs> So, earlier today, when I arrived, what, 20 minutes you, ago? Something like that, yeah. I said good morning to his wife, and immediately, he's got, he, he's been on edge ever since I showed up. <laughs> I brought in, because I wanted to show a couple of these old TCG decks, not necessarily on the podcast, I just wanted to show him, <laughs> just like, hey, look at this, these are kind of funny.
1: No, no, that's not the problem. I saw him digging in the back of the car, and that usually means he's grabbing a prototype.
0: (laughs) (laughs) True. I did also bring So Clover just in case. (laughs) Because I know how much... I I showed up early today. I'm like, I know how much you've been wanting to try it. I do want to try it. And that plays in like 20 minutes. But I
1: also got a new video game, so...
0: (laughs) You can video game when I'm not around. That's all I'm saying.
1: You're always around.
0: (laughs) Twice a week in the evenings-ish. It's, it's not that much. But, no, it, it's been a weird week. Um, I'm super tired. The allergies have started kicking in, so...
1: Yeah, the wind started picking up, and then yeah. all of a sudden the rain came out of nowhere yeah. today. Did it's you like, see
0: the clouds over on the south end? Yeah. It looks like there's going to be snow, yeah. which is weird because we live in the desert.
1: And the thing is, we already had snow they canceled school, and the snow was, uh, or no, sorry, yeah. the delayed school, they delayed and the snow school. was slightly on our mountains.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, they delayed
1: school.
0: Well, the reasoning, and from how I understand it, is that they there was rain the de- the night before, and freezing weather. No, there wasn't. There was. There, there, was, was, there barely, was rain by my area. There was I'm not barely. saying much rain. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying rain. New, it's desert rain, you know, like the Sting song um
1: funny note speaking of rain um i don't know if i mentioned it to you I, I only recently found out in the last few years when they're talking about percentages of rain
0: yeah it's it's, it's the percentage uh, of the uh, city cover. it's yes. the rain i was like wait what? Yeah. so 20 percent rain is not 20 percent likelihood it's 20 percent of an the area. area that will probably get rain i was like didn't i tell you that fact no i found it on tiktok oh okay <laughs> i love that fact. <laughs> As I, that's how I've been saying it. I don't know if that's actually true, but that's, that's
1: what I found out. I don't. I yeah. have not decided to look it up. But then it's interesting. Yeah. Weather
0: meteorologists always say, "Oh, twenty percent chance of rain." Yeah. You know, so who knows? Yeah. It could be be just us saying it for the sake of saying it. But uh, normally we go. Oh, by the way, he was super mad at me <laughs> for digging in my car with, for these decks, and a su- he shouted at me from his front door. Hey, hey! What are you doing over there? trying to make all the neighbors, like, look over as if I'm, like, <laughs> stealing from someone's car. It was terrible. And then I came in, and he gets on his wife's case about me saying good morning to her and her replying good morning back. I told her, it's don't like, encourage it. I thought that was a very nice gesture of her. You know, you need to give her more credit.
1: I am giving her credit. As I say, don't encourage him.
0: <laughs> oh, that's terrible. And then so, thus we are here now. And you're happy that I said good good night instead of good morning.
1: Yes. Because it's closer.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's adjacent either way. No, it's morning not. Morning to evening.
1: You have good morning, you have good afternoon, you have uh, good evening, okay. you have good night. All right, fine. It was
0: good afternoon. <laughs> I'll give you that. Speaking of absurd Wyvern, let, let me just show this to the camera. That doesn't look like a TCG that anybody would have ever played. This, But I bring this up because this is actually from a really well-known designer who's still designing games. Mike Fitzgerald. Mm. I met. I had the opportunity to meet him at Gamma a number of years ago. Very nice guy. Super enthusiastic about cool. the hobby. So this this is awesome.
1: By the way, that's not going to be on any of our lists. No. If you admit, I've never title. It. I've never played <laughs> it.
0: Who knows? It might be the most amazing thing in the world. But judging by all the reviews and everything everyone said and by the looks of it, I'm guessing not. <laughs> but you don't know until you've played it.
1: Yeah. But- so...
0: I know we don't talk about what we've been playing recently, but But I I played a game last Saturday.
1: Oh, no, I was going to bring something else up. Okay,
0: go go ahead, go ahead.
1: We played this one on Wednesday. Yes. It's a game that's in the BGG Top 100. Mm -hmm. You and me have both been wanting to play it, but also kind of hesitant with it because, one, it's a two-player game.
0: Yes, yes, And it's a
1: phenomenal two-player game, but it's got some things that I still have an issue about. But you know when it's a good game? is when you're thinking about it the next day, how you should have done something else.
0: (laughs) I got you beat. I dreamt about it. I actually remember waking up and going, oh, God, I was dreaming about this game.
1: That is Twilight Struggle. We
0: played Twilight Struggle for the first time. I bought a copy not too recently. Yeah, and uh, or fairly recently.
1: And our game group, uh, two of them couldn't show up that w- yes. for whatever reason. So it was just you and I. Yeah, and you're like, can we just play this? Because you're the only person I'm going to get to, be able
0: right. to play. <laughs> There's nobody else who's ever going to play it. I might be able to like really blackmail my son into playing it. And I think he would play it well. But this is 100% not my style of game. Same. It's historical, which... Which, I mean... I do like that. Yeah, that's fine. I was intriguing about it. It is an area control like, war-themed game.
1: Uh, uh, About the Cold War.
0: About the Cold War. And I'm not... That is not my game. Asymmetrical two-player. Asymmetrical two-player. You were the USSR. I was USA. There was so many jaw-dropping moments (laughs) where we were like, No... Oh, no, don't do, no. And
1: it came down to a die roll.
0: Right at the end. And yeah. we were going a into 50, 50 the chance. last
1: um, round. So we were uh, in the last turn, the, It was which like, what, a round. The last, uh, we were in what, turn 11? Turn 10. Turn 10. And yeah. turn 11 is the last one, right?
0: Nope. Turn 10 is the last one. No, no, because oh, we were going to go. no, so we were on nine. Not, we yes. were on
1: nine. And so what was happening is he was forced to play a card. Yes that affected me mm-hmm. which allowed me to invade mm-hmm. uh, what was it south korea something like that yeah. and i had to roll the die and if i got a four or higher i won the game because it would push me into 20 yes. points i got a four
0: <laughs> yes and then we even checked cuz we were curious we we drew up the next cards i would have played first on those cards and, and i would have had
1: control of
0: europe all of europe all i had to do was score europe which was one more card away
1: and uh when Man, it goes into so the whatchamacallit, the um the only way I could have stopped you from winning the go- start of the last round is because yes. it goes into the, what is called the event. Yeah. If I had the event card that cancelled your event card. Yes. Which I did not have. Right. However, because of that, if you didn't have control of Europe, I was still gonna win the twentieth yes, round. You were gonna win
0: every other <laughs> I direction. had the
1: Asian scoring card and I had domination in yes. Asia.
0: <laughs> yes you did. Yeah. You you were definitely gonna win. That was my last saving grace, and I was one die roll away from it. Yeah. It was so cool.
1: It was really good. I really, really enjoyed yeah. it.
0: No, So I played a game on Saturday um, that I had bought that previous Friday, and it's a small card game that I've been wanting to play for a long while. It was a Spiel nominee Scout. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You showed me that one. Oh, my goodness. This will very likely be in my top 100. Next time we do this? Next time we do this, yes. Which would be, the, like, in two years or so. Yeah, about four or five years. <laughs> um, because what what made it really cool is so it's it's a ladder-climbing game, right? Mm-hmm. And the way it works is that if I play down, like, let's say a five, you can play any single card that's higher um, in order to stay in the round, or you could play any two or three or four-card run or of a kind mm-hmm. to stay in the round. And anything that, like, any any straight will beat any single card... Um, any of a kind, like any pair, will be the two cards straight of any number. Okay. And so it kind of resets. So if you play a nine, I can play a pair of twos and I'll still be in. And I can play normal numbers. Okay. Your option is to either show, which is playing that, or scout, which is taking a card and putting it into your hand. Each of these cards have two different numbers on it. So it'll be like nine and a seven. So let's say I have a nine and a seven in my hand. And I want to get another hand because you can't change the order of your cards. At the beginning of the game you choose which way it's facing, uh-huh. but you don't change the order. And you can only play cards that are next to each other. So if I want to play an eight, five, and or an eight, seven, six, I have to play that in order from my hand. And so let's say you do that, an 8 7 six. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, I need to scout I need to scout in order to get better cards because I can't beat it right now. I can take your mm-hmm. Your eight, put it next to my nine, or I can choose the other side of the card and put it down next to my number, which is like nine and seven. I could put it in there. Mm-hmm. But what makes it so brilliant is, in order to win the trick, you just have to play a better card, and you take all of the opponent's cards and score it. And it's one point per card. Okay. So in order for me to beat your uh, eight what, seven six, eight seven six, I need to play something better. Well, let's say I scout the the eight. Well, then. That means the next player just has to beat a 7-6 because you don't have that 8 anymore. anymore.
1: Oh, okay. That
0: is such a brilliant idea. Yeah, that's pretty cool. It shrinks the trick that the next person has to beat. So you would think that there's some point where somebody plays something so high that everyone's like, well, no, we can't. No, you're taking cards away from it. You're milling (laughs) away until it becomes manageable. Yeah. That is so cool. That's
1: smart. It's very smart. That is
0: one of the neatest things. I You're going to fall in love with it.
1: Probably. As, you know I like those little small cards.
0: I know you do.
1: As uh, my top 100 says.
0: <laughs> right. Which we're going to get into. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, I know we don't talk about what we've played recently, because we, we really need to get into the episode, which we will, but oh my goodness, that was one of the best games I've ever played. Like, right off the bat, I was like, I fell in love with it. I, I want to play it again and again and again and okay. again. Okay.
1: Which one did you prefer, Twilight Struggle or Scout? <sighs> Because you were enamored with Twilight Struggle.
0: I really like Twilight Struggle. Um, that is hard to say right now since I haven't ranked it. Yeah. But I I appreciate very subtle nuance. Like, it really like elegant design more than I do those stand-up moments.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, Twilight Struggle would get game immersion for us yeah. if we were ranking it. But Scout would win everything else.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't know how to <laughs> play it, so.
0: Right. And when you do... Like, that, that, I can't, I can't imagine that you will not be, you, you will not go buy it right away. Like, I I almost want to show you in El Paso so that way you can just go buy it, right away.
1: So, um, another thing I've been doing too is I've been actually, um, adding to my anticipated list for 2013 for us. Oh, yeah. When we start recording that, because I was like, okay, I need to get going with these games when we do that in March. So, yeah, that's... I haven't played much board games. I've only played two mm-hmm. games in the last week. the The two yeah. we played last Wednesday. Mm-hmm. But with that being said, we're doing the next part of our top 100 today, That's 80 right. through 61. 80
0: through 61. Another top or another 20. Uh, these ones are pretty good. We're gonna kind of rapid fire them so that way we're not gonna hopefully not have as long of an episode as last week. But you never know with us. No. So we got a new coin of doom, courtesy of Daniel. This is the new uh, Haven coin. coin. There we go. So people there can see it. It is a pretty coin. Yeah, it is say. a pretty coin. I like the blue on it.
1: Yeah, I know. I always really like good.
0: blue and silver. I think that's a great combination. Yeah. All right. Blue and anything is really pretty good.
1: Blue and orange, blue and yellow. Blue and yellow is actually my favorite color combination.
0: Yes, it is. Mine too.
1: Hits are also, well, yeah, but <laughs> yeah. also are, uh, our channel color.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's why we did it that way.
1: Mm-hmm. That there we call. go. We did it because it's our player colors. <laughs> that's, that's 100% why.
0: There we go. Starting with you. All right. I'll be starting us off. So, Tales never fails.
1: Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> 100% of the times I've flipped this, it has been heads. Um, For the podcast, anyway. Number 80 was number 108 last year. So, moving up. Yep. Moving on up. Uh, You know, and I haven't played it yet. Or, like, since I...
1: Oh, since you're in my yeah, list. Yeah. yeah, since
0: my original Probably, ranking.
1: How's it on your list?
0: Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's on my shelf of shame. I just know I'm going to like... No. It's one that at first I was very hesitant to play. And then I played it and I was like, okay, wow. And this alone cemented this. This and one other game cemented this designer in my wheelhouse. Seth Jaffe made this game. Yes, exactly. He, he worked for Tasty Minstrel for a long time. And this yeah. is one of... His Crusaders
1: I will done?
0: Crusaders I will be done. Yeah. Um. Oh my goodness. Yeah, so it's super cool. It's very simple how it works. You have a Rondell. You're similar to Trajan, except yeah, you can upgrade just, those. I
1: was just trying to think, what other Seth Jaffe game that you talk about? Right. I can't think of, the only one I could think
0: of is Crusader. <laughs> right, exactly. And one thing that I like about what this does differently than, say, for example, Trajan. Yeah. Trajan, um, you pick up the tokens and whichever spot it lands on, that's the action you take. Well, then you have to calculate where all the spots are going to be, you know. This one, no, the the number of tokens you pick up from it is the action you take multiplied by the number of tokens. So if I take it from the movement spot and I take four tokens, I'm moving four spots. Simple. Mm-hmm. doesn't need to be more complicated than that. I'm building my buildings out there. I'm taking control of the regions, spreading out as everyone's racing over the areas. I can gun it towards the other side, potentially getting more points. But then that's a lot of wasted time that other people have built up their engine. You can upgrade your your uh, Rondell. It, it works really well. I like the art. I like the theme. Um, I didn't think I would like the theme, but it's pretty interesting. The graphic design is beautiful, and the game design is awesome. Crusaders, I will be done. That is my number 80.
1: All right, my number 80 is probably one of the oldest games on my list and even then, I don't think it's that old. Maybe 70s, maybe 80s? Okay. Uh, by one of our favorite designers, and my favorite one of his, Sid Jack, uh, Sid Saxon. Ooh. It actually has fallen from 55, so... Mm. But it's can't stop. This is probably one of the best, purest uh, push-your-luck games. Yeah. You're just rolling some dice, yeah. trying to move up on the board. You can keep going, but if you bust, you can't move anywhere on the board. Yeah, you, you lose lost. your progress you, you, for that turn. Yep. Very simple. I love the one that you have where it's like a stop sign. Yes. It's <laughs> so, Yeah, yes. it's so nice. Um, I do have to pick up a copy of this, and whenever I find one, I'll probably pick it up. I do enjoy this game a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is one we talked about quite right. a few times in this podcast, so I don't want to believer it. But, yeah, it drops slightly, but it's just because I haven't played it much. I don't own yep. it, so it's not like I can get it to the table all that often. Right. You know, this was
0: one of those games where, you know, like, those little, like, travel backgammon and chess sets like, yeah. that have, like, little magnet I would love to see, like, a little travel version of this. I thought there right. was
1: one at one point in time back. I'm sure the... there is
0: a travel version. Yeah. Like, there is Can't Stop Express, but that's a roll-and-write game. Yeah. That's that, a totally there, different game.
1: There's also, a, like, Goblet has a, a right. travel. I ha- actually have the Goblet bag somewhere right. around here.
0: I would also like to see a version of that of Azul, too, like Super Travel. Well, like, no, like they just stuff. they
1: just made the the mini Azul. So
0: <laughs> mini Azul.
1: Yeah, there's like a mini Azul. Remember how you have the ultra tiny Epic Galaxy?
0: Yeah.
1: They just made a mini Azul. That, where have I been? I don't know.
0: Yeah. Where did you hear about this? Uh,
1: Dice Tower. Yeah, the the little pieces look like um uh, like the star starburst minis. They're that small. <laughs> See, that's that's
0: what I'm looking for. Well, there we go. Now all we have to do is can't stop, and then that would be...
1: <laughs> all right, there you go. On. Number 80 is can't stop.
0: There we go. Uh, my next one... Oh, no, never mind. Ha-ha. Your next one.
1: My next one is another one that dropped. This one is actually a pretty considerate drop from 21 to 79. And this is, again, it's just for lack of play, because we played the mess out of this one during, yep. like, the pandemic, because me and... Our couple friends had a copy of it. So one board would run it and we would just do it over live stream. Oh, yeah. Um, this one is my favorite version of the Rising system. This one is Star Wars Dark Side Rising. Mm. Now, this one you can't get into the States. Um, this one has to be imported and that's what happened with the my copy is that it was imported yes. from the UK. <laughs> but it is an amazingly fun system. So even if you're not into Star Wars there's an avatar version the last airbender there's a not the blue people there's mm-hmm. a harry potter version there is a uh, Th- uh marvel version there's a batman version there's a spongebob version so there, it's out there i love this system it's just you're rolling some dice trying to take out whoever the big bad is and this one it's darth vader in the marvel one thanos rising it's thanos so mm-hmm. you're kind of playing like a Yahtzee style where you're rolling some dice, you're matching some stuff up to either recruit people to help you fight or defeat uh, so many bad guys this way you could finally attack the the big bad at towards the end of the thing. Mm-hmm. I do thoroughly enjoy this game. It's just it hasn't hit the table lately.
0: Yeah. That's that's fair. My uh number 79 is a campaign game that we had been playing for so long and we finally finished it. You know where this is going. It was my number 52 Last time we ranked it, and that was before I knew what the ending was, um, and it didn't drop because of the ending, as what a lot of people say is that the ending shunted it for. I them. know what it is, so. Right. You know what the ending is? No, I don't know what oh, the ending okay. is. okay. But... This is Time Stories.
1: Yep. I time... kind of know what the ending is, but it's been so long.
0: Right. Yeah, see, I, so for the longest time, there was a Dice Tower review where they, straight up spoilers, and Yeah, I knew I wasn't going to watch that until after I had finished the campaign. Well, I bookmarked that back in 2019. (laughs) We finished it at the end of last year, 2022. So now, about a month ago, I finally watched that video and I see what they're saying. Um, They kind of ran through it all. Mm -hmm. Now, after... I, I get all of their arguments. I get why people wouldn't like that ending one. But I still really liked it. I mean, it, overall, that last chapter wasn't amazing, but it was fine as I, an overall I th- experience.
1: I think the big problem with Time Stories, and a lot of people have issues with, is that it started off so well, and yes. then the quality and it just dropped. Off. Yeah, yes. And I think that was what people had a problem with, is because it was 10s and 9s and 8s for people. Right. And then and it's like the, the back end of it is just like, no, yeah. it just kept dropping. You would see it go from a 10 to a 9 to an 8 to a yeah. 7 yeah. for each consecutive. Because, like, the first one was a great scenario, the one that's just out of the box. I love uh, Marcy's case. That's by far my favorite. Mind you, I've only it was played good three. Yep. Um, but the only one I... And I'm halfway... Th- well, I'm probably going to have to restart it, but I was halfway through the Prophecies of Dragons, and I was enjoying what that was doing, too. But... From what I was hearing, like, uh, the next one was okay, the, um, the Roman one, I can't remember the, the, um, yes, uh, yeah, I know, you know which one I'm talking Uh about, I think I have it over there, no, I have the Egyptian one, yep, and I have the Endurance one, yep, the, the Roman one, um, dealing with, like, the Pope and stuff like that, or around that time, medieval, what is it, revolutionary mm-hmm. Italy? Yeah, it was
0: about the time of the Crusades. Yeah. yeah.
1: That one I heard people weren't enamored with.
0: No, in fact, I completely forgot about that one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, there's there's some issues with it. I right. I did like the game when I was playing it, but another yes. reason I stopped playing it, a big thing, and I still own it and I want to try it to get it played again, it's just that that gaming group fell apart. Yeah. And so it's not that fun to play a campaign game. Yeah. When you don't have that group anymore. Yeah, exactly.
0: No, I, I don't blame you. And I'm, that's why I pulled up us all together to do that. Because hmm. I was like, I we really need to finish this. It's been seven years. Let's get her done. And we did. And it's been awesome. But as you can tell, it dropped down a little bit. Yeah. You know, for 79. Honestly, um, I think it's uh, next time we yeah. do this,
1: it'll probably be off your top 100.
0: It might. It might, honestly. I mean, because just because I don't want to go back and replay it.
1: Yeah, and then the fact of the matter is, if we do this within the next I mean, two, three years, something like that, yeah, there's going to be about four or five hundred new games we have played.
0: Right, exactly.
1: So there
0: you go. Time stories, number seventy-eight.
1: Mm-hmm. Back to me, huh? Mm-hmm. So this is the biggest drop on this list. This was again another game in my top ten. Dropping Ooh. all the way to seventy-eight. All right, let's hear this. In fact, it was in my top three. It was my number three. This one is a great Phil Walker no, game, but it just doesn't get played all that much because we played the mess out of it for a long, long time. And it's the one that you showed me, and I immediately bought it that day.
0: Yep. Yep.
1: <laughs> this is silver and gold. It's a it's a fine game, but uh, Super Mega Lucky Box. I don't even know if Super Mega Lucky Box, but Super mega Locky. Uh, uh, it does heard,
0: everything it does better
1: I uh, heard it um I don't I wouldn't say better because I don't know if that's on my list but that hurt a would. lot um, there were also explorers heard it too because yep. they're all doing the same kind of thing
0: Squibbly gum or scribbly
1: gum is another one yep. the wrong rights are really simple and I think the big part of it too is just that it's it doesn't get like uh, if I want to play a polynomial roll and right style game I'll probably play right. photographers over it because I get the color. <laughs> so and then it the the theme of cartographers comes out more than hey we're pirates looking for treasures while drawing on these little cards <laughs> so
0: yeah that, still, that theme still was it like like the hundreds and thousands of x's or something yeah like that. It's, it's such a weird tagline
1: yeah it, it's it's a really good game it's a great game yeah. it, there's a reason why it's still in my top 100 it's just that it hasn't been played for a while this this is the game that even though it's a small card game Could have done for like a small expansion, give us some more cards, maybe Mm -hmm. some more bonus cards, new ways of scoring, that kind of stuff. On the other hand, it's still a phenomenal game. I highly recommend it. If you can find a copy out in the wild, go ahead and grab it because they're not reprinting it for at least for a while.
0: Yep. No, not for a while. My number 78 is a cooperative game that was used to be my number 24 last time we did this list. And So it's dropped a little bit, and I I think it would have fallen off had I not played it fairly recently. And I forgot how much I truly enjoyed this game, Pandemic, the classic. Mm. And I I don't know if that's going to be on your list at all, or Mm -hmm. if it is, but I mean, I have not played Pandemic, base Pandemic, in a really long time prior to that point. yeah. Last time I played it was before I started Pandemic Legacy Season 1, whenever that came out.
1: That was a while
0: ago. It was a long time ago, and I think I technically played it like once on my phone or something like that. Yeah. So, Resonance. pandemic.
1: Uh, the only one I had let be in my top 100 yes. was Legacy, mm-hmm. and it went from 11 to 136.
0: So, yeah, it's not on my list. Yeah. So I I had uh, Legacy separate because mm-hmm. they're such, a, but I lumped all the Legacies together, and just because even though like the first Legacy season one is based pandemic more mm-hmm. or less. Um, before you get into the actual storyline, this the base pandemic is just—it's such a solid, intense game that works every single time. You never feel like you're like you're hurting. I mean, you always feel like you're hurting, but you never feel like you you can't strategize better. You never feel like you're beholden to some of the stuff. You never feel like out of control more than get you. Yeah. more than thematically. You know, like there's times where you're like, oh no, this is ridiculous. Like we played it as a four-player game recently. And we were down to like the last four cards. Okay. And like, and so recently, and I and I've been trying not to do that because I don't I don't like it when we're like, all right, guys, we have three more turns left. How are we going to do this? You know, because that that's that that's just mathing it out at that point. Okay. And so, for example, the there was a group of ours who played Horrified mm-hmm. at our game shop, and I explicitly told them it was like, "He was like, all right, hold on, we have four turns. If you do this and you do this, I'm like, just play it out." Because you're not going to know what's coming up anyway, so yeah. just trust me. You'll like this better. Play it out, mm-hmm. and they end up dying by a die roll anyway. <laughs> but it happens. Know. Yeah, they had no control over that. So they, I saved them about 20 minutes of planning.
1: Uh, honestly, I had, had the like for me with pandemic uh, base pandemic. I have not played since I've done the legacies. Yep. I'm only partially through Legacy two, and I'm liking what that does better than regular Legacy, just because you're building the board in a sense. Right. But my thing is, I honestly think Star Wars The Clone Wars, which is a Pandemic Mm -hmm. Legacy style or a Pandemic uh, style game, kills it for me. It's just because I like what it does. It's very simple. There's one way to lose, one way to win. That's it. Uh, Mm -hmm. But everything that would cause you to lose in Pandemic just pushes the one way to lose in the Star Wars The Clone Wars. If you get an outbreak, hey, that pushes the threat level hey, you got a, what is it, the other one? Like, hey, your person gets hit or hurt or pushes the the threat level. Mm -hmm. And uh, we called it threat level Palpatine. (laughs) But I just loved how that worked. Like, if they did another game that isn't like Star Wars, but maybe they did, um, I don't know, maybe they redid the Romans like this one, the Roman one. Sure. It would probably be on my list, because I love what they did with the system. Yes, Change it up and make it quicker and snappier.
0: Yeah, makes sense. That was my number seventy-eight. Eight.
1: Pandemic. Cool. Moving to 77. seventy-seven. Yeah, here we go. To me, number seventy-seven. <laughs> that one sounded like it hurt. My uh, is another one that dropped, and again, this is base. This is for sure because it hasn't been played. I've only played it the one time, and I liked it so much. Mm-hmm. I bought myself a copy of this one. But it's also a game that takes roughly six hours. This is Twilight Imperium 4th Edition. This is a great game. I love this system. I love the exploration, the attacking your opponents, trying to accrue as many points. I love the... the, um, You're taking a move, but the other people can also take the bottom half of the move. But you Mm -hmm. get to take the full or the more powerful part of that move because that's what you selected. Kind of drafting... It's really, really good, and it does things really smart, and I have a good time with it, Uh, to the point where I've bought and and received more 4X games along this style. I backed uh, Stellaris by Academy Games, uh, because that's a 4X, and I like the video game, so I want this one to do well. Uh, I played this one I want to play Eclipse Second Dawn mm-hmm. uh, I mean these things are fun uh, there's one 4X that both you and me are not very enamored with it's fine that's the uh, Scott Alms one uh, Land oh, MC or something I like
0: that. straight up don't like it yeah that's not even I'm where with I'll it. Play with it you're fine with it I'm I not fine prefer, with
1: it I like, prefer Twilight Imperium that
0: is the worst Scott Alms design
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's not that bad uh, but yeah, so it's just because it hasn't been played. It was my twelve, and now it's my seventy-seven. By the way, just... Scott
0: Holmes, if you're listening, like we would love to have you on the podcast sometime. Yeah, it'd it's... be great. We, I really do genuinely love all like almost all of your stuff. Shut up. Thing, so. all right, sorry, go on.
1: I'm done. <laughs> Every Twilight time. Appearance.
0: Twilight Pyramid. We need to play that. I need to play that. No,
1: no, no.
0: <laughs> you're not gonna let me play it now just on principle alone. Yes. This?
1: Because you won't let me get my thoughts out. You blatantly interrupt me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I apologize. I apologize. Go on.
1: Off topic, no less.
0: All right.
1: No, it's too late. Twilight Imperium 4th edition. Your turn.
0: Speaking of of stating your opinion, um, my number (laughs) 77 is uh, a party game all about arguing your opinion. (laughs) And it's climbed up from 98 when I oh, did it last year. Oh, this is year. that
1: party foul one, right? Uh, cranium
0: party. party playoff. Playoff,
1: that one, yeah.
0: I like this game a lot. I kind of want to play it right before Sunday because this upcoming Sunday, when we're filming this right now, is going to be the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So it, if, if you're watching the, the replay of this, you already know the answer. So please wait to comment until after that actually happened, even though we're uploading it after the episode. Because we just don't want to, like right now, we don't want to know the answer. Actually, no. I want to know the answer so I can bet on it. But party playoff, you—it's a fantasy football-style bracket. You have sixty-four things in uh, four different categories. Categories are either actions, things, people, or places, and each of those has about—I think it's sixteen or eight somewhere in there—and you're trying to pick who's going to be the, which one of those is going to win after the board is set up from each of those categories, and then which one's going to be the division winner, and then the final winner overall. You can get points based on that, and your incentive is in a big group. You can you want to argue your reasoning. So the example it has on the box, which one would be a better at a hot dog eating contest, Betty White, Betty White or a mime? It's like, and you have to argue one of these, and so you'll purposefully start like picking sides, whether you have stakes in it or not just to mess with other people who might have stakes in it. And, Honestly, uh, come up I'm with just going to focus Betty argument. White no matter what. Right. I mean, <laughs> rest in peace. You know, we love Betty White. Yeah, she would definitely win a hot dog eating contest. Is all I'm saying. In fact, if Betty White was on that bracket, I would pick her to win unless Chuck Norris was also on the bracket. Then it's...
1: I'd still pick Betty White.
0: I personally would, but I don't think the group would. And that's what you're betting on because you have to argue these completely stupidly arbitrary reasons
1: I don't think the group would pick Chuck Norris over Betty White
0: uh uh-huh, unless it's like who can like walk on dry on water or Swim through dry land, that's the joke. Who can slam a revolving door? Like, that would be Chuck Norris.
1: What do you think taught Chuck Norris, Betty White? Whoa.
0: (laughs) So, no, this, exactly. This is why this game works. Every time, it's just the same ridiculous argument. And then after the first round of all these ridiculous arguments, you, you argue the meta of it. So it's like... It's like we already know that Betty White beat Chuck Norris. No way is a mime even going to try, you mm-hmm. know? Like it it goes over so well. The I don't think they make it anymore. In fact, I'd be willing to bet they don't, but I see it oftentimes at thrift stores, used bookstores. If you find a copy, go buy a copy. It's so so good. It's a fine it, game. It's been one of my all-time best party games that I've that that goes over well in my groups. So that's my number 77. Cranium Party Playoff. Ready for number seventy six? Yeah, I promise I'll be quiet this time.
1: It's your turn, anyways.
0: That's why I'll be quiet. No, he won't. So my number seventy six is a party game. I'm sensing a theme here. Um, it is a party game that was number seventy last time, so it dropped six places, and
1: mine went a lot more than that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this, okay. So first off, party games aren't supposed to have complex rules, right? Like okay. when you explain a party game to somebody, you're you're not supposed to, like they're not supposed to be drifting off. They're this not face. supposed to be like, huh? <laughs> and the first time I ever played this, the person who was demonstrating to us at a convention, he literally said he was like, "Look, I'm going to explain how this game works. It's not going to make any sense. Then we're going to play a couple rounds, and then it'll start making sense. So just go with me as I explain it. <laughs> I'll tell you how it works and what to do." And then you'll figure out how it works in a few rounds. Yeah. And when you preface something like that, so like right off the right off the bat, mm-hmm. and how ha- and then go into your explanation of the game, like first off that immediately turned me off when I first heard that I was like, oh, that sounds dumb and awful. Like that, what kind of party game would be this bad? Like, and I immediately assumed it was bad. And then I played it, and by the end of that first game, I was still like, huh. Because Is this we got trampled. Concept? Nope. No. Yeah. And then after that, I played it again. I'm like, okay, okay. I It finally clicked. It makes perfect sense. And now every time I teach it to people, I have to preface it the same way. So I'm like, my explanation will not make sense. But just go with me. And by the halfway through the game, you're going to start figuring it out. Decrypto. <laughs>
1: Oh that is right yeah. Yes
0: I have to preface that to people because I'm like look if you' if you're gonna if you think that you're gonna understand this party game after my explanation you're not you're gonna have to play it and just go with it mm-hmm. and, because the idea of it, of this game is you're giving clues to a certain sequence of your words and you have the same four words on your team and your team member knows or teammates know those words. You're just trying to give them clues that are similar to it. The thing is, the other team is listening in on it, and they're going to know all of the same clues. The difference is, they're not going to know the other... They're not going to know the words. So, in this game, it's so cool because you don't have to figure out the answer. You just have to figure out what makes sense based on the clues you've previously heard. Again, it, if you've never played this, it doesn't make sense. And nor should it. But like, if I start saying stuff like, bacon, ham, hot dogs, uh, pork, you're probably going to figure out what the word is, right? Mm-hmm. But I have i have to be so specific that my team member who sees the word knows what clue I'm giving. Like, I might say Muppet. With you're welcome you would it. make a lot of sense. <laughs> right. Exactly. That was that a, was a great I example. <laughs> because then that could apply to a whole slew of things. And that doesn't give the other team any information, but I sure know which one of those is a (laughs) Muppet. It's not a bicycle. It's not pavement. It's a pig. And I know exactly where that's going. And so if the other team eventually start figuring out, like, with the clues of, like, I don't know, Muppet, (laughs) whatever else is thrown at them.
1: Yeah, I think we threw them (laughs) off when we did that one.
0: Oh, yeah, that was a great, great clue. So Crypto just... It's so cool how it works. And I do it, like it. And it's such a weird. If you like just one and wanted something a little meatier, because that has the same idea, you have yeah. to make something so specific that your, your team members figure it out, but not specific enough that the other team who's listening in can start figuring out the pattern. That's that whole give and take balance that works really well. To crypto, my number 76.
1: So. My dec- I had to look it up. Crypto is at 314 for me. Woo! It's just because it hasn't been played. Uh, right. The last time we played it was when I played it with you. Right. When we were over which at is... uh, Bryce's house, which is a while ago. Yep. All right. So my number 76 was originally my 14 the last time we did this. So, mm-hmm. like I said, this is a significant drop here. Uh, it is a great game. It's just, it just hasn't been played. And I got the expansion. We just haven't played it since because, mind you, we were all trying to whittle down our shuffle of shame. Mm hmm. The the push these games and so but this one I adore I love I don't see it leaving my collection anytime soon and it's one of the games that um is the reason why I'm doing where I'm getting more games off my shelf to mm-hmm. actually play it. and this is Aquatica this yep. is a v- phenomenal game where and I love the system of it where you're playing cards out but mm-hmm. you can't play those again until you play the card that allows you to pick them all back up yep. um, I love the fact that when you get a card. Eventually, it becomes more and more powerful until you can get to the point where you can uh, make it treasure towards the end. <laughs> Excuse me. I love all the abilities of this game. I love how it plays. It's a gorgeous production. It's a yes, gorgeous it game. I love the boards where you're just sliding the yep. cards into it. Those are phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a really great game, and this one is Aquatica. And bless you, by the way.
0: Thank you. No, Aquatica's a fantastic pick, honestly. I mean, I... When when I first played it, I didn't I didn't quite like it, and then the second time I played it, I'm like, yeah, okay, I get it now. <laughs> yeah, it's, this is really it's good. Very good produced too. Yeah, it's it's fantastically produced. It's, I want to get the expansion. For it's it.
1: better with a bigger group of people rather than just a two player game. Right. I I, I will agree with f- fully admit that you get more
0: cycling. Out yeah, of three
1: or four players. Yep. It's sweet spot because at two, it's just like the solo is not all that great either. That's
0: right. Yeah. Very good. Good choice, man.
1: So 75. 75. This is another one that dropped. Not as far, but this only went down 40 spots rather than... What oh, it, like only the, 40, huh? The 52 something. spots or yeah. something like that, Aquatica dropped. Uh, this one is no, my now 75, which originally was my 35. Okay. This is one of my favorite racing games. Downforce. Downforce. Yeah. Wow,
0: that's the only racing game I'm aware of that you like. Yeah, there's... Yeah. You're not the biggest racing fan.
1: Now I do own another racing game I want to get to the table that I want to try and that's um SnowTales. Oh yeah. Yes. Uh, and then there's I wanna try Heat as well.
0: Yeah. Honestly, but Just I feel I like, what everyone's been saying about it. Yeah, it and pretty it's cool. really
1: quick too. But with Downforce, what I like about it is even if your car doesn't win the race, you still have yeah. a possibility of winning the game depending on how you bet throughout the game mm-hmm. and how much you spit in the beginning part of the game to buy your cars. Because that's there's great. a little auction in the beginning where you're trying to buy cars and drivers and then there's a um, there's a spot where you have to bet, like, three different times. Depending on how much you bet could put you in the winner's circle. Okay. So it keeps you into the game even if your car is not doing well. Because I've actually won the game and my car never finished. Like, the first three got done and my car was stuck in the last curve.
0: Yeah. And you so still won.
1: I still won because, one, I didn't bet a lot on my driver and my car. And, two... Mm-hmm. Once I started seeing what cars were leading, I started playing cards to push those cars because I put massive bets on those cars. Yeah. And so it's smart of what it's doing. I love restoration games for what they've done with some of these older games and making them a lot better. And this is probably, yeah, this is probably my first restoration game on this list and not the last.
0: Oh, almost certainly not the last. My number 75 dropped a huge way from 74 uh, from last year. This is a party game. <laughs> I see the commonality yeah. of on this one. Last last week, when I did mine, mine was the massive drops. Yours is the massive drops this week.
1: Oh, I did massive drops last week too, yeah. but more more last more week new was new stuff. Was la- new stuff, yeah,
0: yeah. No, this week is a party games apparently for me because my number seventy five is one of. I I think you quite like this party game too, and I don't. I know you're not the biggest party game fan, but this is one you definitely shouldn't bring to an airport with you. This is cash and guns. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, giant styrofoam uh, guns. You could actually just, like, throw, like, the tokens and the cards and stuff in a bag mm-hmm. and just point, right? <laughs> you know, like, that would yeah. be fine. That would be a, a, a good non committal version of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But still, ooh, like, making a portable cash and guns would actually be pretty funny. You know, like, bring drawing tokens out. Micro version of it, you yeah. Know, travel version of Cash and Guns.
1: Well, uh, they just released a new version of Cash and Guns. I know you're not a fan of the theme, but it'll go better on, like, planes than... They oh, yeah, to, the wizard one, Stupefy.
0: Stupefy. Yeah. I mean, power to them, you know. I don't like anything about Harry Potter, the theme, or the, nothing about the books, the author, or anything like that, yeah. movies. But... I mean, they're doing it right as far as making games based off of Harry Potter. They're making really good games. Yeah, so, they are. I mean, Harry Potter Strike is good. Harry Potter Hogwarts Battle is really good. Stupefy is a great Oh, uh, I take that back. That Harry Potter if they're, they're putting a Harry sense.
1: Potter theme on a game that's already good. Codename, Strike. Correct. Other than Hogwarts Battle, which is the the exception to the rule. Because yes. they played the, the worker placement, the house Cup one. Yes. It's not that good.
0: Not that good.
1: It, it's fine. Yeah. It's it, it's your run-of-the-mill worker placement with the busiest of, you think Pendulum's board is busy? Harry Potter yeah. uh, House Cup or something like that. Yeah. That board is, you're like, okay, what? Huh? <laughs> no. yeah, yeah, I it was not a big fan of that one. At all. Yeah. I was I pretty bored you. playing it.
0: Yeah. I, I don't blame you. Is that the one with the uh, gems in the vial?
1: Yes, it's it's gorgeous, because that's where the production was, the gems in yes. the vials. It was okay. not on that board. It wasn't on the artwork. It just, yeah. yeah.
0: It was just sad. Well, Harry Potter aside, cash and guns, the artwork on the original is better, because... No, not, no, no, the not original. the original. like the second edition. Second edition. <laughs> John Kavalik is amazing. Um, one of the funniest illustrators. It's just genuinely funny people. Like, well,
1: yeah, I actually follow him on Twitter... Yeah, just because he puts comic strips like Dorkly, or I think is what it's called, on Twitter. That's the only reason I go on Twitter sometimes. It's just like, what's his new comic?
0: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's the only real reason to have any Twitter of any reason. Really, let's be real. John Kavalik. he's the reason. But
1: (laughs) oh no no, Tabletop Bellhop and his uh, Game Geek sales.
0: That's true. That's true. I'll give him that. But really, John Kavalik
1: though. (laughs) (laughs) Twitter
0: just says fool. Anyway, um, politics aside. Speaking of cash and guns, (laughs) you know what I mean? (laughs) Uh, Cash and guns, amazing party game. If you don't know what it is, go find out what it is. It's awesome. My number 75.
1: All right, moving on to 74, right? Because I started. Yes. To me again. Uh, This one is another drop here. This went from 27 to 74. And I know why this one dropped. It's just that there are games that are better than this one. In this style, though, this was yeah. one of the best ones I played to begin with.
0: Oh, okay. I see what you mean. Yes.
1: Um, this was... Welcome I thought
0: you were just going to stop it. like, uh, yeah, there are other games that are better. It's like, yeah, but this is one of the first yeah. ones I ever
1: played, but okay. other games in this genre have just jumped it. Gotcha. And this is a Flippin' Right. Okay. Welcome to... Welcome to... I love this game. I still think it's a great game. I have all the expansions. I have the winter, I have the Halloween, I have the summer. I was zombie. just googling at them right now. Yeah, I have the dryer race boards um, that you could have picked up. Mm-hmm. It's a phenomenal game. I do enjoy the mess out of it. I've played this a handful of times mm-hmm. since I bought it. Uh, I've played almost every map pack. I think there's two or three that I haven't yet. But I've played other people's copies of those map packs. Like my yeah. map packs, I only played like two of them. Yes. But I played other
0: people's copies, of and they're them. still sealed. Yeah. Yeah, and so you know, so I agree with the dry Race boards. That makes perfect sense mm-hmm. why you do it, but it is kind of superfluous, you know. And like along that same line, I was at a a great shop down in El Paso called Game Vault. The other oh night.
1: yeah, Lind, uh, Lindy's uh, her people are great.
0: And I found a pack of of upgrades to Spirit Island. hmm It was just the regular character cards, but foil. I was like, I mean, really? Okay, I get I
1: it. I get it. But Honestly, really? I get on. the dry erase boards for Welcome to Yeah, because, that's functionally again, I makes sense. Because I played right? the mess out of it, and so yeah. I, uh, not mine, but like our friend uh, Dom, oh. his copy. Yeah. There, a lot of those stuff has been put, uh, pulled out and done. And I, I, what I liked about it is when we had to do the isolation, a bunch of us got like laminated versions <laughs> of them um, that we never used. That we never used. <laughs> I still have those. I still have them.
0: One of these days. What,
1: but it was it was a phenomenal game. I oh. it, It's still a phenomenal game. I love playing it. I bust it out. I like busting it out uh, during the holidays. This way, like mm-hmm. in Halloween, I'll pull out the Halloween one. Yep. If it's Christmas, I'll pull out the Christmas one. Just because it's a nice, simple game, you get three stacks of cards, you pick the number, and whatever the special ability mm-hmm. is, whether it's parks or stuff like that. It's just it's phenomenal. There's three scoring cards that give you extra points at the end of the game if you meet the requirement. If you're the first one there, you get the most points. If you're the, mm-hmm. the rest of them, everybody else gets the basic points. It's a great game. Love it. It's just the reason why it's dropping is because there's games in the flip and right genre that just do it better.
0: Yep. Yep. It's it's a fine game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's it would not have ranked on my because I don't own it. Yeah, I honestly don't think it would have ranked that high. I mean, I, I like it. It's fine. It's just it's not there's plenty of rolling right, <laughs> flipping right. You yeah. Know. And that, yeah. that's
1: that, that's the issue. Is like I also have the 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 successor, Welcome to the Moon, on my shelf over here. Uh, Shelf of shame because I haven't played it, but I I still think it's a great game. It's just I haven't played it all that much lately because there's just better choices for me.
0: Yeah, for sure. (laughs) All right. Well, my number uh, 74 Mm -hmm. is brand new to the list. In fact, we've only played it once, and you were there that day that we played it, and you were pretty darn excited after we finished playing it. I think it was one of your more favorite games. And this was either my last pick or the one prior to that. I think it was the one prior. Mele Fiore? No. Oh, okay. No. This was a Taskini game.
1: Which one was the Taschini game that we played?
0: Marco Polo 2.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that one was great. I liked it. Yeah. I, I loved the the fun I had just running across the board. Yeah,
0: and... you you launched across the map where, when... Halfway through the game, Dom hadn't left yet, and it became this whole—he's <laughs> running from New, it's Orleans, it's again, New Orleans again. It's New, it's Orleans. New Orleans again. Like what? Like well, where did they start? Beijing was that where they? Yeah, were they starting? started Beijing. So Beijing is the New Orleans of China, clearly. <laughs> clearly he never left.
1: Yeah, no, no he, he
0: did eventually. You know, no, he never
1: left in like the first what four or five turns.
0: Yeah, which just, is it only plays over like ten turns. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Well, it's funny because we joke about New Orleans uh, when we did uh, Lewis and Clark. Yes, where he went back, you he, could, he couldn't go back. He just stayed where he yeah. was at.
0: Yeah, exactly. If he could have gone back, he would have. But, no, he, he was trying to get all the upgrades. He was trying to get all the contracts fulfilled, like, long before he ever attempted anything else. He was like, I'm going to get the engine built before. He was like, you guys are going to be horse buggies, like, going <laughs> across the landscape, and I'm going to have a steamer engine <laughs> flying down the, the trails. Yeah, I'm just
1: wait until the rail system gets installed.
0: <laughs> right, exactly. It was so good, though. I mean, everything in that dice, the, the dice worker placement part of it, the fact that you had to put something that was higher, sometimes you can put it in better situations, and mm-hmm. then the numbers of the dice. If you put two dice, you're lower of the two numbers is the one that matters. Yeah. So that's cool. You want to have them balanced out as best as you can. Uh, you can just dump dice to get some resources. So, and and well, right I, on that, top of that. There
1: was one point where I spent all my dice yes. on one action that entire turn. Yes. Turned out to be a great action, but... Yeah. Then I had to wait for YouTube jokers to do your job for you know, right. like 15, 20 minutes. So I'm like, I went to the bedroom, hung out with the wife for a little bit. Yeah, well... <laughs> Drank some coffee. Yeah, that's just how it worked. <laughs> it was fine. I didn't have a problem with it. I'm just like, I'm just going to get up. I'm going to walk around. I'm yeah. going to stretch out. I'm going to say hi to the wife.
0: My favorite part about the game, though, what what's that other part, is that there's a lot of resources in it. And in this game...
1: 182. So I made top 200.
0: Okay, so that's pretty good. Um... In this game, there's a lot of resources, and there's a lot of, like, if you fulfill a contract with a bunch of resources, it converts into other resources and victory points on top of that. Yeah. So, like, I might trade in, like, three spice bags, two gold bars, uh, two By the way, we Something weren't else, of right? spice bags. No, we weren't. <laughs> no, we
1: weren't.
0: <laughs> um, and, like, all of, like, this weird collection of items and convert it, and then you might even get one of the ones you turned in back. Yeah. <laughs> Like just how you just had to have it, like, yeah. And so you're setting up like this weird combo. It's like, well, this one can do this, can do this, and uh, it it works so well. I like it a lot. That is Marco Polo two, uh, the Search of Khan or something like that. The Wrath of Khan. No,
1: not the Wrath of Khan. It's like pretty the, sure
0: that's it. Let's
1: see. Uh, in the service of in the, the Khan.
0: service of the Khan. But yeah. I,
1: what I liked about it. I was thinking of the other it's number just two. That all of the of players' uh, powers are overpowered. Yes. So they're balanced. So they're balanced,
0: yeah. Because <laughs> they're all overpowered, they're balanced. That's how that works.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, my number 74.
1: Yep, moving on to 73.
0: All right, but it's Tails again.
1: Yeah, it's Tails again.
0: I think the other Coin of Doom might be a little more balanced than this.
1: Yeah. So, Trails of Tucana is my number 73. This is new to the list. Uh, originally, Speaking it was. Of- yeah, Old that's what I was going to mention. Yeah. It was originally 110 last year, and I've just I've played it more, and this is what I'm saying. It's just more flipping rights do this better, whereas the um, Welcome 2, you're just putting numbers in and doing like math, in a sense, because they're giving you special powers. This one, you're actually making trails, trying to match up symbols to give you bonus points, trying to make uh, connections from... A to A or A to C or yeah. you're just trying to get stuff down to get bonus points based on whatever the, the goal cards are for mm-hmm. that round. It's just I like this one a lot more. Not a lot more. It's only one more than a Welcome 2, but it's been hitting the table more. Yeah. And I do enjoy it. It's it's very quick. It plays. I prefer this one over. Yeah. yeah over and that. it's just because it allows you to think uh, more because with Welcome 2, you have the three rows. But you're beholden to what the back of the cards are, yep. and if all three of them show up as the same thing, now you're just, okay, No, here's my numbers, which neighborhood I'm going to put it right. into. Where could I put it into? Whereas this one is like, okay, I could do this, and it's going to this, so it's got to be connecting between this and this. Well, if I put it here, mm-hmm. I got myself set up over here if I can get that mountain desert card, yes. and now it's connected all the way through. So I love that where you have to be strategic how you're drawing your lines, even though you're beholden to the card. It's like, oh, that's not going to do me good, but if I set this up right, it's going to do me good later. Yes. Uh, And I really do enjoy that aspect. Whereas in Welcome 2, it's like, I don't need any of these numbers because it's going to mess up my system. Mm -hmm. Whereas of Tucana okay, this is not great for me, but I could set it up to be great for me later. And I, I like that fact that there, there is a little bit of mitigation. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I see what I'm trying to do here. Well, it's right here. So if I get this combo and this combo, which is a possibility, because you know what the cards kind of are. I think only one of them is burned per round. And so you wait. And no. so it's it's phenomenal. I really enjoy this one a lot. Um, so, yeah, Terrell's of Tucana. And, that, and that, that's another reason why it's jumped. It went from 110, that was the first play of it, to mm-hmm. 73.
0: Okay. Fair enough. Cool. Uh, 73? Yeah. Are we on
1: 73?
0: I thought yeah. that was number 74.
1: No, 74 was Welcome too.
0: Not mine. 74 is Marco Polo for me.
1: Well, that's why we're on 73. Oh, now we're on 73. Yeah, that was my number 73. You started. <laughs> See, the coin is throwing me off, maybe.
0: Alright, so, uh, no, my ch- number <laughs> 73 was my number 100. This oh. is a party game. <laughs> and because of one of our mutual friends is the reason this is on the list, and just a very fond memory of of, of him playing it made this jump up.
1: Which mutual friend?
0: Terrence. Uh, we're terrific.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were just talking about this.
0: Yep. Worderific. We were talking
1: about this in Tucson. <laughs> yes. Worderific.
0: It's such a simply good game. It's my only game on the list from uh, Guerrilla Games. Um, yeah, because I don't think the worst game ever is on this list. Or Lifeboat. Yeah. This is probably the the best one. Or Palaces, for that matter. Uh, yeah, anyway. Very smart game. Yeah. Um, very simple how it works. It's just a handful of letters. Each letter has, like, some categories. You roll a ten-sided die, flip over a card... That's the kind category of you go off of. Uh, and it's all sorts of just a slew of different ideas. Um, let's say restaurant might be it. And you have to make a word out of your cards that have to do with restaurant. And as soon as it's rolled and everyone says the category, everyone's like kind of racing to make the word. Whoever makes the biggest word gets the bonus. And the last person remaining, you either pass and discard some cards or you make a word. And whoever stay Whoever is the last person who doesn't do any of those because they just took too long thinking, mm-hmm. they become the judge for that round, <laughs> which is a great way to do it. If you're yeah. just like, oh, well, maybe I could do this one. Oh, everyone's done? Okay, well, then I'll choose who gets points. You know.
1: Now that I'm, I'm remembering the conversation, because we were talking about judging games, yes. uh, like Cards Against Humanity and Apple to yep. Apples, and this is what you were talking about. This is your favorite. So. Yes,
0: this does it way better. <laughs> yeah. And that that's such a brilliant idea. It's like, boom, 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 boom. And... Done. Whoever's, at, whoever's there.
1: Because at this point, you're not playing to the judge because you don't know who the judge is going to be. You're right. just trying to do your yes. best capabilities.
0: Yeah, but if you like stuff like Snake Oil, where you have to like sell like this absurd idea, mm-hmm. you have to do it because your cards are never going to be good enough. Although, we have had, on occasion, where someone was able to spell the same word that came up, and that's just like tear-droppingly hilarious. It's like... Like the term might be shirt, you know, and then I just make, well, shirt. And it's like I and I and you just sit back and you give that confident Yep. <laughs> it's like there's it nothing more obvious. <laughs> <laughs> like it's the same word. Like and when that happens, it it's one of like just like everyone's like, Well, yeah, here's some points. <laughs> you yeah. Know? And whoever gets the biggest word also gets a bonus points too. Yeah. So it's not, it kind of rewards people for using their cards too. So it there's a lot to like about it. Um, the components are garbage. The graphics there is none. It's but the horrible. box is ugly. It honestly looks bad. Like it looks like you should not play the game by the box cover. But if you ever see it, it's like this weird ugly tan yellow color with like a bunch of letters falling down and you sure, and a to this. No,
1: tan <laughs> and yellow.
0: At least they can get their lettering right. <laughs> like, like, and then some of the cards are different colors too. Uh-oh. Like they're different shades of black. Like they're all supposed to be printed black, but some obviously ran out of ink. You know, it's just a really poor production. But the game itself, it doesn't. It needs to be reprinted with a really good quality.
1: So, uh, speaking of games that um, were really good, but now the f- fleet, I have to buy a lot more sleeves. Sleeves <laughs> yes. now.
0: Yep, speaking of that one. (laughs) I'm glad you're going to keep that. That was a great game.
1: It was a good game. I liked it a lot.
0: Number 72.
1: You're throwing it too hard. That's why. Plus, it's my coin. It likes me. (laughs) My number 72 is another one that's new to the list, and this is going to be quite a bit of a run on New to the List. This is a phenomenal co-op game based on time. Uh, you haven't played this one yet. I nope. do have to show this to you. Do you know what it is? Pendulum? Nope. Based on time. Uh-huh. Oh, Anachrony. No. I like Anachrony, but it's not in my top 100. This is by Pandasaurus. Oh, The Loop. The
0: Loop. Oh, okay.
1: I love I this The Loop. Uh, it is a phenomenal game uh, where you're working through different times um, to stop Dr. Foe. F-A-U-X. That's his name. and Because he's making replicas of himself, and he's basically closing down loops in the system. So you're trying to go across time. Your time agent's trying to stop him. It's got a little cool cube tower that... Well, So you're trying to fight his foes. Mm -hmm. And his clones, in a sense. And you want to make sure you get them done, because that means more cubes are getting put in the cube tower. And if you lose one of those locations... And if it hits again, you lose the game to that Fair same enough. location. But it rotates, you're working around, you're doing different goals, you're trying to meet goals. To claim a location, you need to get four locations basically shut down for him. But if he shuts down one location and then hits it again, where it's supposed to be shut down, then you lose the game. It's really, really good. I have a great time playing it the first time, and it's still something I think about. I like that. I have to get this to the table again. And this is going to get to the table again this year in one of my picks. Probably not soon. I think I already know what my next picks are, but maybe the the following two picks or so. Because I already did my shuffle shame picks, and now I got to do my off the shelf picks, and then the next one goes to my shuffle shame. So when it goes into an off the shelf fix, it might be on my second one because I really do enjoy this one a lot, and I want to play it with a bigger group. I only play two players. I want to see how it works with four players. Cool. Yeah, uh,
0: sounds fun. I have no idea. Uh, this next one, number 72, is brand new to the list for me. And this is... I, I know... So one of my least favorite mechanisms, because there's so many of them, is Roll and write. This is an exception, because I really like this Roll and write. Because not only is it about outdoors stuff, not only does it have multiple pads in the base game, not only does it have a solo and a campaign version... Man. It's made by a great designer. This is oh. Trek Twelve. Oh yeah, yeah, I forgot Trek about this one. Twelve. Did I, and I finally showed you how to play
1: it, right? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, Trek Twelve. It's awesome. It's a I good mean, game. It,
1: uh, to the fact that I've shown it to other people, it was two sixty five for me, but yeah. that's because I've only played it the one time.
0: Only the once. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It it works so well because you roll two dice. One of them is standard d six. One of them is zero through five, and you can either take the higher of the two numbers, the lower of the two numbers, add them together, subtract the lower from the higher, or you can multiply them together. If you come up with one of those, you're going to be writing down one of your numbers into one of the circles. Mm-hmm. The only thing is you can only use a limited number of each of those. Those are kind of like your supplies in a way that you're using throughout this trek. Mm-hmm. You're trying to get through the the mountains. Certain mountain passes can only get uh, like numbers one through six. Some of them, you're trying to get patterns that are in sequential order. So like an 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, or 3, you know, the, the bigger the group you have of that, the more points it's going to be worth. You're also trying to get numbers that are uh, the same, um, similar to, so like 8, 8, 8, 8, eight all those would be one group as well. Mm-hmm. And they can combine off of each other. So I could have that 8 in my run with the 8 in the group as well and kind of double dip on those spots if you play it well. It works surprisingly well. I love the fact that they have different maps, and they have like sealed envelopes for like, like unlocking achievements and stuff. Mm-hmm. There is so much in this game. Uh, I think this is this Pandasaurus as well. I believe, I believe it, so. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Let's yep, look. it is Pandasaurus.
0: Speaking of Pandasaurus, <laughs> yeah, I, I, this is a brilliant game, and it's, I am looking forward good, to yeah. more expansions. I have uh, the expansion uh, Trek 12 Plus One. Oh, okay. You know, and that's that's the expansion. And it came with a whole s- slew of stuff. In fact, that box is pretty thick. It's like that. I mean, you can see it up here on it's the shelf. It's a good,
1: solid box. It's
0: that big, you know. That's, that's significant. And, I mean, that's as thick as the Unmatched box, just about. Mm-hmm. And it has multiple pads of paper in it and envelopes. And then the expansion just comes... 20 bucks, and it has, like, four, three or four more pads. That's pretty cool. So, it's it's fantastic. It's awesome. It's a good game. 12 I, I, do, I do like it. On my list, number 72. On number 71.
1: Okay. That's your fault, the way it landed.
0: <laughs> All right, Whatever. So,
1: so, my number 71 is one of the reasons why Silver and Gold has fallen as far. In fact... It, I like it better than Silver and Gold and Super Mega Lucky Box, which I was just checking was my 102. Okay. So, Super Mega Lucky Box actually has moved up close, or might have dropped out, I don't know. But it's just outside the top 100. Silver and Gold, I still like it a lot. Mm-hmm. But I prefer this one over those two just because it's a lot more thinky. Phil Walker Hardy.
0: Hmm. Phil Walker Hardy is Super Mega Lucky Box? No,
1: it's not. Super Mega Lucky Box is 102. It's the other one that is a flip in you're writing on stuff. This oh, time you're not um, writing on cards. Yeah. Um, explorers. Yes. Yep. I do like this one a lot because it's like, okay, I got to connect this. I got to move this way, but I don't like what you gave me. So I got to make sure I get maps uh, here for I can choose whatever territory I want to do. Or I got to be like, I don't need desert. De- All my deserts blank. Mm-hmm. I don't need water either because... I can't get to anything good in the water. So I love that aspect. You're trying to be the first to a temple, but you gotta make sure you got a key. This way you can get the most points at that temple. But then you're also trying to branch out because if you surround your villages, They give you a lot of points. you got to be smart about getting your your resources, your apples, your carrots, and your fish, I think is what the other one is, Mm -hmm. because they're going to start scoring you bonus points, and it's just there's so much going on in such a small game. Mind you, it's bigger than his other two flip and write games. In fact, it's bigger than the the newest one, Scribbly Gum, too. Yes. But because there's a lot of variability, for for one thing, and a lot of um, just combos and trying to plan properly, and they like, okay, i got to go this way. Don't get, no, no, give me the desert. Give me the desert. Fine. Yeah, it's phenomenal. I do dig this. And I got my copy of Gamma, so that makes it even better. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Yeah. I kind of wanted that. It's pretty awesome, though. My number 71 actually climbed 10 spots from number 81 last year.
1: Oh, by the way, Explorer's new to the list.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I would imagine. So you just got it last year. Yeah. So I'm going to start telling you some of the mechanisms in it. And let's see if you can figure you it said, out. Okay? This
1: is new to the list or climbed?
0: This is climbed, 10 <laughs> spots. So there's an oldie but a goodie. Okay? Roll and move.
1: Oldie but goodie? Mm-hmm. It's not a Feld, is it? Nope. Okay. I need something more than that because I can't think of another roll okay. move. Roll and move...
0: Uh, roll and move. Uh money economy. It's an economic game.
1: Roll move economic. God, I draw in a blank.
0: Area control. Tile laying. I can yeah, carpets. Marrakesh? Marrakesh. <laughs> Marrakesh. It, uh, it totally, is every one of those.
1: I totally forgot about that game, honestly. Yeah,
0: would this have been on your top 100, honestly?
1: Um, I, I think it's on my list,
0: maybe. Marrakesh. Marrakesh is a game where you're laying down carpets. You move a oh. uh, carpet trader. Uh, it wouldn't be in my top 100,
1: but it would probably be high.
0: Yeah. It this game has no right being as fun as it is. But yet it's absolutely just like hysterically funny. And it's one of the most tense games. Talk about memorable moments. I mean, there there's always that moment where you're where you're getting cornered into an area because and with everyone's carpet, and you have to roll that die, which is somewhere between a one and a four, likely a two or a three. <gasps> mm-hmm. And you're there was an anime like uh, called from Japan called the I After know, School yeah, Dice yeah. Dice Club or something like that. And, Which,
1: South Park made fun of.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the very first episode, they, they taught you how to play Marrakesh, and they played it. And I remembered just one of the funniest things, like, as soon as, like, they were about to roll the die, it did that stereotypical zoom into the face. It's like, they're sweating, like,
1: ah, ah.
0: <laughs> and then and then they roll the die, and you see, Tink! <laughs> and they're off to the number, and then it moves, and they're like, no,
1: <laughs> and it's the
0: most, like, stand-up moment. It's Because that and, happened to us. Because that actually happens that well. You can't believe that it works that well, but it really, really does. It's
1: because of that I won the game.
0: Yeah, well, <laughs> because of that alone. Like, money will be exchanged between you guys throughout, throughout the game. That's fine. But and then at the end of the game, you're going to get one point for every carpet piece you can see.
1: Here's my so, problem. I wasn't sure what the heck I was doing and still ended up winning, because I'm just like, okay, i put this here, and I'll do this here.
0: I don't see that as a problem. <laughs> I think that's hilarious. <laughs> like... Because it it's not hard to learn. This should be played by more people than it is. Yeah. Like Not enough people know about it. Not enough people play it. But to it's something as Feld simple as a, Yahtzee.
1: Uh, yeah. Feldman named his game Marrakesh, and now people <laughs> are really going to be confused.
0: Right, exactly. Did yeah, we just it's...
1: recently get a, like, a new version of it? We saw it at Gamma last year. Yeah. We were like, is that the new Marrakesh?
0: Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's brilliant how well it works.
1: The so. your copy is ugly. That new one looked really pretty.
0: Yeah, and mine isn't like that ugly. Too. No, no, it's not. Yeah. I it's like not as carpets, pretty as the new one. The, the felt, yeah, the actual like little felt, like they screen printed them and everything. Mm-hmm. It looks like a carpet. It just works really well. It's an awesome game, Marrakesh. That's my number seventy-one.
1: All right, let's move to seventy.
0: Here we go. It's gonna be me. Whoa! Almost lost it there. Glad I caught it. Yeah, that's gonna be you. Because I caught it. Mm -hmm. My my number 70... I have not looked already. Oh, yeah. My number 70 was 56 last time. This is a dice game. um, Engine building. And it's one of the Tiny Epic series. That is Tiny Epic Galaxies. Oh, okay. I was going to say, it's got
1: to be Galaxy
0: then. Yeah, Tiny Epic Galaxies. I like this one. This is my second favorite. Spoilers already. Um, I do believe there is one more Tiny Epic up on the list. You probably know what that is already. But, yeah. Tiny Epic Games... They're all good. I like how they're all different. Speaking of Scott Holmes, you know this is one that I really like because Scott Holmes really knocked it out of the park with this so much to the point where Tiny Epic Pirates has has some of that same upgrading. Like when okay. you when you beat up an opponent, you get to upgrade your level and then you get to roll more dice and then you get better benefits and stuff because you're being know, swashbuckly and stuff. It, it's a cool game. I like it a lot. I'm not gonna be laboring anymore because I do talk about it quite often. Tiny mm-hmm. Epic Galaxies, my number eighty.
1: That's a good one. It's not my favorite Tiny Epic. In fact, I don't think a Tiny Epic actually made my top 100.
0: I think two made it on mine. Because yes, Tiny see.
1: Epic Quest is my favorite, mind you, because I haven't played Dungeons yet. And I yes. do like me a Dungeon Crawl. Uh-huh. Uh, but my number 70 is new to the list as well. But it's not a new game, per se. But it's a reprint that we just recently played, probably towards the end of last year. Okay. Um... Speaking of pirates, this one is space pirates and or fantasies pirates, whatever you want to call them. This is Libertalia. Yes. G- Winds of Galcrest. This one was a phenomenal game. I had a great time with it. Mm-hmm. I understand why some people don't like the new art because they like that grimy pirates. I love. this. Sure. I love the yeah, pirates are
0: supposed to be happy and and but, you know sunshine why, and happy. You know why it. I like but, this
1: one so much? It reminds me of a very underrated Disney movie, Treasure Planet. The okay. artwork reminds me of Treasure Planet. I can see that. I love the way it works. It's like, okay, we're going to go... The lowest card is going to trigger during the day shift, but mm-hmm. then it's going to trigger backwards, which means you could screw someone over based on the plunder because you're picking plunder in the night shift and stuff like that. And so I love everything about this game. I love the combos that can be played. I love the the, the tiebreaker mechanism moving up on that little area. Yeah. It, this is a phenomenal game. It's really well done. Um, from everything I've heard about between this version and the old version, the cleaning up of the rules has made it a lot more simpler for people to get to the table, yep. uh, cleaning up the player powers and stuff like that as well. And I, I, I liked it a lot. I think this is a phenomenal game. I like it when they bring back old games and clean them up. I'm looking at you Hasbro with your hero scape over mm-hmm. here. Restoration does a heck of a job with it. Um, and Stonewire is looking like they if they get another older game and reprint it, they're going to probably do really well because yep. they cleaned this up pretty well and you and me had a uh, blast and I think yep. you called this your second favorite
0: yes. Stonewire game? Yeah, hands down. This became my second favorite after that one play.
1: Yeah, it, it's a phenomenal game. I, I liked it so much it made it into my top 100.
0: After the one well, play? After
1: the one play because it was like or oh, and it was quick too. It did not take long. It yeah. took us what, forty five minutes, if that something
0: like that. Yeah. Yeah. It felt that way. Yeah. I mean, was, even if it took us two hours, it, yeah, it felt like, forty five minutes.
1: And just and it was a three player game. We were harassing each other. We were moving stuff across the board, getting things done. It's like, Yeah, I'm gonna get screwed. And I would have won that game, but because I got screwed at the very end and had to take a purple token which subtracted what was it like four points, putting me into Somewhere second out. place. <laughs> I I really did enjoy this That was hilarious. Yeah. It's
0: like, (laughs) ah! Yeah. Talking about stand-up moments. Yeah. That little bidding right there. That's funny.
1: But yeah, so my number 70, Libertalia. Cool.
0: Uh, That was number 70?
1: Yep. All right,
0: 69. Nice. Dude, you're like 40. Come on now. I am not
1: 40. I am 38 with the mind of a (laughs) 12-year-old.
0: No kidding.
1: I mean, we're talking about toys.
0: You know, it's because we turn... (laughs) Turn over the ten, now we're now it's heads from now on, apparently. apparently. Right. My number sixty-nine is a Sid nice. Saxon game that you have not... <laughs> shut up. <laughs> it's a Sid Saxon game that you actually haven't played yet, but I think you would like the mess out of it. It's called I'm the Boss. And this is actually new to my list, even though I've had it in my collection for a while. I finally got a chance to play it. Um, and and just looking back on it, I don't I I don't think I ranked because I hardly remembered it from the first time. But it's, it looks like a Monopoly board, right?
1: Man, I've played a lot of Sid Saxon games. I'm surprised I haven't played this one.
0: Right, exactly. Because I know you appreciate Sid Saxon, and, and I try to introduce you, it to you every time. Maybe I'll one of my picks or something. don't
1: like is Acquire.
0: Which, you know, maybe you should give it another try now, right? Because, I mean. No,
1: I, I don't like that style of game where something, you know, Acquires another thing. You like and...
0: Foundations of Rome, right? Because that is Acquire.
1: Yeah. It's I do the like, same game. But it's with cleanup rules.
0: Yes, it is. It is and much more, much more simpler. too. It, much more simple. Yes. Yeah. It, no. I mean, Emerson Matsucci is the new sense accent. <laughs> he in is. my opinion, yeah. I mean, the like Century Spice Road is bizarre. You know. <laughs> yeah. Like it's, he is. He is. Bizarre is really good though. Bizarre yeah, is fantastic. Yeah, like,
1: the the colors. Is...
0: Yeah. Yeah. The colors are. Well, they're not bad. They're not bad. I mean, they're they're as good as they as they can for be from the, the yeah. 1960s. But I'm the boss. It was made in like the 80s or something, and you have this board that you're going around, and the way it works is that. You need, uh, you need certain characters to complete a deal, right? Mm-hmm. And people will get money on the deal. So, like, let's say I move my, the pawn over. You move a single pawn. So on your turn, you roll a die, move it along the board. It looks like a Monopoly board, honestly. It's really ugly. Now, that's
1: but, the day and age. Yeah, that was
0: the day and age. So you land on this spot, right? And then <clears throat> that's the deal that you're trying to make happen. The person who rolled the die is the boss. Mm-hmm. I am declaring, I am doing this. I think, you need to help me here. I'm I'm the one who makes the decisions. I can make offers, but I'm the one who really makes the decisions. And the thing is, I have a hand of cards that are uh, are characters, Mm -hmm. which might include other people. So if you're the green character, and I'm like, I need you for this deal, but I have a green card, sorry, I'm going to cut you out of it. And I decide who gets what split of what. Mm -hmm. Unless somebody plays the I'm the boss card... (laughs) And then they become the boss and decide if I'm even part of the deal at that point. <laughs> because my character doesn't need to be on it in order for me to make the deal happen. Okay. But, and so often that, and that that can happen so often where we just straight up, like, I play It's like, all right, I land there. All right, Daniel, I need you. But you know what? You're winning. I have the card. I'm not worried about that. But I do need you, Jim and then Jim's like, "Well, I'm the boss and I do, and I think Daniel would be a great asset to this deal." <laughs> it's like, "I'll split it with you 50-50 cuz we don't need Danny now." And it does that. It's so good at that. And it works so well. And when you make the deal happen in the spot, you cover up the spot and it's no longer a thing anymore. Yeah. And so you just skip over it. So you're just dwindling down. It's like a monopoly if the spaces were going away, right? Yeah. So every spot will pretty much be reached. And it's just the absolute most shenanigans. In fact, I think they made an I'm the Boss card game, which does effectively the exact same yeah, thing. Yeah,
1: I think that's what, yeah. what I was thinking about. is like, uh-huh. I haven't played that. No, I do want to try this, because I want to try Sid Saxon games, yes. all of them. I've, I love Can't Stop. That's why it's on my list. Yes. I thought Bazaar was amazing. I thought it was really good. Yeah. Um, Acquire is the only one I really didn't right. like sure. and I understand what you're saying it's and like, you haven't hey,
0: played buried treasures yet have you no
1: that's the only one I haven't tried that and I'm the boss that I can think of
0: uh sleuth you haven't played sleuth either
1: I don't think I have yeah, yeah. I've been trying more and more of them yes but it's just they're hard <laughs> find games I know they the only really one are. I can always fight in the wild is the one I don't like
0: <laughs> yeah acquire acquire and that was the one that was the most popular out of his and he, he made quite a few that were just so cool. But he was so ahead of his time. Oh yeah, he, he was, was making modern quality games before they were a thing.
1: Yeah, and he revolutionized board gaming in a yes. sense.
0: Oh, Byword, have you played that one yet?
1: Nah, I've never even heard of that one. I like we went through Sid Saxon's <laughs> list. It's
0: a it's a um, word building like money game where you you have to bid on tiles, and the harder they are to use, the more dots that are on them. And so you have to bid on, you have to buy the tiles as they're square. But then eventually you're going to make a big word with them, and then you're going to multiply that as it's square, and that's the profit you get from it. Hmm. So, but you have to buy all of the tiles at once. It's kind of cool. It's weird, but it's it, works what, really what's, well.
1: What's weird about like spelling games? It only's going to work in one group for me. Like it would work if it was just three of us in a group. Well,
0: I tend to hate word games. Not showing word horrific aside, but yeah. I don't tend to like them that much. But this one is an exception just because it's...
1: You see, I don't like yeah. word games, but like I said, it's it's one group that will play yeah. them just because uh, we're all readers. Like uh, that couple, yes. they read a lot, me and my wife. My wife is just engrossed in... Uh, she's read seven books yeah. in like three weeks. Yeah. And she just bought a new one today, so it's going to be <laughs> another one. Well, there you go. But uh, with me, I read a lot, and to the point where <laughs> I think we were boring you at one point when we were all talking books on the trip to Tucson. No, <laughs> oh, it's fine.
0: I zoned out. We're good. It's interesting hearing about those books, but my number 69, I'm the boss.
1: And moving on to my number 69, which was originally, this is a moving up. It was 77, so it almost moved up 10 spots. This is an be a goodie, so I'm not going to belabor too much on this one. Uh, this one is Ascension. Personally, for me, it's the Donna Champions. I love that set more than mm-hmm. anything, and it's big part because of the app. I play a lot of online on the app, um, but I own a lot of sets. I do bust it out every now mm-hmm. and then to play against head to head against my wife from time to time, or I'm, I I want to take it to my other group and play it. It probably is going to be one of my picks just to get to the table to play some of the the physical copy of this game. Yeah, because this is a phenomenal game, a great deck builder that I adore. Much better uh, artwork as it kind of went along, because that first edition art was, ooh. But that 10th edition, which re- is the reprint of the original first, that art is amazing, yes. phenomenally well done. But for me personally, my favorite is the dominant Champions, because it gives you something to work for. You start yeah. with a champion. And then so it's like, okay, maybe I need to start working on my Makana or, or my Void Con and getting all those so I can get my champion into my deck and start playing that. And it's just, I like the fact that, You fight something, you get points. You buy something, they give you points too at the end of the game. It's like, it's no wasted turn. Because even if you only have three buy and can only buy a Mystic, that's still going to give you a point at the end of the game. So that's why I like this one. It's just there's not a wasted turn. Cool. Well done. All right, number 68. Back to me. All right. Well, that's good because this is another one that is new to the list. Um, and this is a relatively newer game that we just recently played, just like Libertalia. Mm-hmm. I think you enjoyed this one too, but not as much as I did. This Probably is not. speaking of Pandasaurus. Skate? Skate. Summer. Yeah. I I loved everything that this thing did. I love the little push your luck. I was like, do I want to go that one more turn? I also like the fact that it didn't hurt you if you busted, because yes. you just lost that card. You still have all the other cards in your tableau mm-hmm. to help you uh, in the next section of the game. I like the fact that you just just moving around the board, trying to combo different things. Hey, now look, I can actually push it further this way, because now this is all cleared up. I really, really enjoy it to the point where I want to buy myself a copy. It, yep. If you really like the Tony Hawk uh, Pro Skaters, this is... That in a board game almost. It's yeah. it's pretty cool. It's like you're trying to do these really cool ch- tricks. If you did really, really well, you could get a special trick and try to pull uh-huh. that off. It, well, yeah, that's what a lot of people try to do when they're skating back when <laughs> right. I was, uh, back in my day. More yeah.
0: people carried skateboards than knew how to skateboard, <laughs> that, that's for sure. That is
1: true. It, it was especially like carrying for, the
0: guitar around well, the Especially for I
1: where school. I grew up, there was hardly any pavements. So yeah. <laughs> it was all dirt roads. You can't
0: skateboard in a dirt road.
1: Which is weird, because we have one of the first skate parks in the (laughs) area. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Uh, Wow. I do really, really enjoy this game, to the point where, like I said, I want to get a copy for myself. When I saw them announce it, you and me were at Gamma when they were talking about it, and both you and me were like, that looks good. I will say one gripe about it. That board is busy. Yes. It is a pain to try to figure out, like, what is it? What's that symbol? Because there's yeah. just so great artwork, but nope. there's so much of it on that board that you're trying to figure out, okay, what is this one? Too it's specific? not
0: immediately like. obvious, yeah, either. yeah.
1: But it's a phenomenal game, I really enjoyed it. I love the first phase. It, it honestly, when games tell me, like, hey, there's going to be two phases in it, I get a little hesitant. Sometimes it works, sure. sometimes it doesn't. It works in Furnace. And it works in Skate Summer. Other yes. times, it does not work. Because your first phase is your push-your-luck aspect. And your second phase is moving along the board based yes. on the cards that you played. The color of the cards that you played. Mm-hmm. And, which worked really, really well. So I enjoyed it. And that's Skate Summer.
0: Cool. Uh, this is number... 68. 68. My number 68 was 102. So jump back onto the list. It's an abstract strategy game. And I remembered how much I liked the ones in this series. I know you're not a fan of this one. So I won't talk about it too long, but this is one called Czar T Z uh, A T Z A A R. I don't know it's if par- I played this one. It's part of the GIF series, um, but it, and you don't tend to like abstract strategy No, more. yeah. So, and this there absolutely is no theme into it. It's not trying to have a theme. But what makes it really cool? None is of that... the gifts
1: are trying to have a theme. No, no, they're really not. In <laughs> fact,
0: it's almost like negative theme. Like it's how little they they want it to. Until be. If
1: I... it's monochrome, black and white usually.
0: Usually. Yeah. <laughs> so this one, the way it works is you have a bunch of pieces. Um, you have uh, ones that are just normal discs. You have one a disc with a dot in the middle, and you have one with uh, discs with a dot and a ring.
1: Yeah, have played this? Your one.
0: dot and your ring are your czars, and the way it works is that. You can move any one of your pieces on the board, um, and any stack that you control, based on, or in a straight line across any empty spaces until you land on another stack that's at least as tall as it, or, or um, one that you control. And so I could put like my piece on top of your stack <laughs> if it's right next to mine, but I could put them in a straight line. And if any player ever loses. All of their czar pieces, which is the one with the ring and the dot, mm-hmm. or all of any of their other two, which are more common, then you immediately lose the game if you've lost any one of those three sections. Okay, so what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to gobble up your pieces as we're doing it, but in order for you to do that, you're trying to make a bigger and bigger stack that is going to be perpetually even more powerful, and then you're trying to gain control of these pieces so that way I can't do anything about it and you're trying to slowly maneuver them to take over at least one of my three sets of pieces. Okay. It, it sounds weird, but it actually works really well. Um, I am a big fan of the Gips series and this is one of the best. Cool. You'll see why I say one of the best later.
1: I know. I think I know which one's higher on your list. I just can't remember the name of it.
0: I don't remember. There's there's three in contention, to be honest. But <laughs> I don't know if we're gonna. Yeah, we're gonna see another one.
1: Okay, so that was sixty eight. So let's move on to sixty seven. Sixty seven. Off to you. All right. So I was just going through my list while you're explaining that. This is the Phil Walker-Harding part of the list. This is just a bunch of groupings in here. This is the last one for today. Uh, This dropped 30 spots. I still think it's a great game, but it's not my favorite. And the fact that we both really enjoyed it when we did our Phil Walker-Harding game. And I don't like this at two players. I still think it's a better game with more players. Better game with...
0: Oh, Gizmos.
1: Gizmos. Gizmos, gizmos. yeah.
0: Because you almost hated it when I, we yeah, first played it. I you were very much against this game.
1: The reason being is because there's not enough cycling sure. in a two-player game. Yeah. By the time... If you play it like, at four players, which I think is a really good... Because it plays pretty quickly uh, just because you're building engines and you're just trying to be smart about how you mm-hmm. do it. Whereas... Um, in the two-player game, you your, your turn immediately happens, which I usually tend to like. Yeah. But the fact that when I needed something to trigger my engine, you kept taking the blue yes. uh, marbles, my engine can't fire. And at this point, I'm just stockpiling uh, stuff, yeah. and it's not going to help me. Mm-hmm. So it just... With a three-player game, yeah, if I need blue uh, marbles, there's a better chance of it's going to cycle because there's only... It's not like Potion Explosion where there's like four different troughs. Sure. There's one trough. And so you have to wait for a specific one if you want to fire your engine that you built up really well and then it's not happening because it yes. just keeps getting... It's not cycling. Uh, other than that, this is a phenomenal game. I Like I said, I highly recommend it over two players. Three to four is really good. I like it at four just because the cycling... More cards are coming out. Um, This way you can get more cards into your your bank as well. That's another thing that didn't cycle a lot was the the card deck. Uh, And so it's still a great game. Even though I could not stand it at two players, I played it again two players. It wasn't as bad as last time. But in all honesty, I would choose mainly to play it with three or more. Because I think it only holds up to four, right? Something like that. I can't see it. There's no numbers written on mine. But yeah, so it's a phenomenal game. I really do enjoy this one a lot. This will be the last Phil Walker Hardy game on this target list. Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sounds good. This is number seventy eight. The number sixty-seven. Sixty seven, I was backwards, sorry. Sixty seven. Mine jumped up from eighty eight. That's why I was confused. Uh, this is another this is an auction game, kind of. Okay. I mean it is. It's a dual layer auction game. You first bid on stuff that you're gonna use to bid on stuff. This is for sale. Oh, this is
1: for. I was gonna say, yeah. this is for sale. This
0: is for sale. Eighty-eight was my original one. Sixty-seven is my new list.
1: This might for sales
0: just... is just awesome. I mean,
1: I, I, I'm surprised this wasn't on my list. It might not because I haven't logged a play of it.
0: Yeah, you have not played it any time recently. But the first round, you all have coins. You all have uh, coins yep. that you're going to be bidding on. Uh, building think, cards
1: i don't think it would have been the top 100 but it would have been close yeah. i love this game a lot
0: yeah exactly the, it works so well you're bidding on these on these cards and um whoever yeah. is the it, the cards are anywhere from i think one to 30 and yeah. as we're bidding um once once the bidding it once you have to pass and you're out of the bidding because you have to bid at least like any amount that you bid you're gonna lose half of it rounded down yeah So no matter what, you're buying something and you're spending your coins to do it. Mm -hmm. So if you just straight up pass um, and take that, yes, you pay half as much rounded down, but you take the lowest valued of the buildings. Mm -hmm. So there's one per player that is dealt out. You do that until everyone's got it and one person remains, they pay their entire amount and then they take the highest valued card. You continue doing that until all the cards are auctioned off and then check cards come out the same number per player and then everyone reveals their number card that they choose for it and whoever bids the highest number then takes the, high, the highest value check of their choice and continues doing. Sometimes the houses might flip for $0 mm-hmm. <laughs> and that you spend money. And of course, each one of those coins is worth money at the end of the game too because you're yeah. trying to flip the houses and gain profit from it. Brilliantly simple. That's the whole game. Mm-hmm. Like, and it plays in like 15, 20 minutes Maybe. Yeah, and is that. It works really well. It's brilliant. It's a smart system. You were talking about that two stage thing, how it mm-hmm. doesn't always work. This works both. Phenomenal, yeah. Yeah.
1: And the thing about the two stage thing though, it's it's the same yeah. game. That's yes. whereas like what I was talking about, like Skate Summer when it says two stages, yes. it's distinctly two different mechanisms. Yes. This one is it's still auctioning no matter what. It's just that you're selling the house yeah. but you're auctioning it at a different price or exactly. something like that.
0: You're trying to buy the houses and flip them for the best profit.
1: Yeah. So it it's, it, it's still bidding the whole way through, and it's a phenomenal bidding yeah. game. Um, in fact, it won our auction bidding, uh, Top 8 Debate, mm-hmm. because that's how good it is, and it's the quickest game on that list. Right. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's, it's that good. That's my number 67.
1: All right, moving on to 66.
0: 66. To you. All right, so my number 66 is new to my list, and I think that was entirely an accident, um, because I've had this game forever. In fact, we've even talked about it today. It is a Sid Saxon game. Can't stop? Nope. Acquire. Acquire? Yeah. This was somehow not on my list. And I looked through I all of my why. 280... Oh, shut up. I like Acquire a lot. Because it, it it's smart how it works. You're buying and selling stock on the tiles. You, you have a set of tiles that are a part of a grid. You might have like I-9 and D-5 and all these different parts that are on the grid. And you are you It's basically like insider trading. By knowing this information, you choose which tile gets played, and where the building, or where that building comes in. But they're like not really buildings per se. They're kind of like theoretical ideas of the stock. Mm-hmm. Because once one con- or once there is a connection made between two of these grouping of tiles, that causes them to be suddenly one group a merger happens and then whoever has the most of that stock immediately gets like benefits Mm -hmm. based on how much they had. So it's whoever is
1: the bigger of the two in the merger, whoever has the most of the bigger of the two. gets that.
0: Yes. Yeah, exactly. And so, and then anybody who had stock in the previous one, they're allowed to sell out, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and either trade it in, like I think at a a four to one rate or a two to one rate, depending on how big it is. It's been a while or, You could just straight up sell how much it was worth at the time before the Mm -hmm. merger, but oftentimes that might even be worth your benefit because to wait even longer, unless you need cash right then and there in order to buy more stocks of something different. Because the bigger these companies or building areas get, the more value it's gonna have. So it's a cool little balance of trying to figure out when that's gonna happen, when to make the right amount of bids, when to buy the stocks when they're nice and low, and then push it so that way it doesn't get gobbled up by the other mergers or, or try to push it so it becomes this conglomerate thing and you have like a massive stake in it. it. It's cool. It Like I said, it's it's so abstracted. I think that's one of the arguments that you reasonably have against it is that, yeah, you're laying down tiles, right? You don't connect. You're connecting physical groupings of tiles and that's when the companies become which makes no sense, honestly. But it's kind of cool, though, and, and I like how that's very different than other things. Like I said, Foundations of Rome, for all you newbie players out there, give the Old School Acquire a chance and you'll see a lot of the inspiration from it. Don't listen to this guy.
1: <laughs> I didn't say anything.
0: Uh-huh. I for, didn't
1: say anything, so my number For was... those
0: of for those of you who are listening to the audio podcast, he was shaking his head. I didn't say it I am annotating why...
1: All right, yeah. so my number 66 was my 52 last year. It's dropped a little bit, and again, it's because of lack of play. I want to get to this table again. In fact, I've tried to get it to the table again. And to my other game group, I've been taking it every week, week one over, to try to get it played. It just hasn't because we're trying new stuff, we're sure. playing old favorites and stuff like that. But this is probably, and I think it's true, my favorite Fallout board game.
0: mm Oh, the little lunchbox, huh? Yeah, yeah. Fallout Shelter, Ooh, the
1: board okay. game. It's a nice little simple worker placement game where you're just trying to get enough resources and making your um, colonists, I guess, uh, vault dwellers uh, happy by scoring the most point of happiness yeah. at the end of the game. So I, I do like this game. I think it's it's a great worker placement. I love the components quality of this one. My only issue is the tin. Because I'm not a big fan of tins because it's just hard to put it on shelves. In fact, I have it probably sitting over there. This way nothing's like smashing it.
0: No,
1: yeah. uh, But I like the fact because it looks like an old school lunchbox. And if not there, it's over there somewhere. Yeah. I will see it. But... Uh, but yeah, I really, really enjoy that game a lot. I think it's phenomenal. I love the little components mm-hmm. where the little vault boys and you can strengthen them to do certain things. Uh, it's in here somewhere. Uh, oh, it's actually right there. <laughs> it's on the table over here because i had to uh, take it out of my bag and i didn't want to get smashed no so, so if enough. you notice my bag is getting a bit smashed over there <laughs> yep a little beaten up. <laughs> so i was like no nope, but yeah i i really do enjoy this game it's a great small fun worker placement game at, it can play, depending on the player count, it can play pretty quickly. If you're mm-hmm. playing a full, full contingency, it's going to play like a normal worker placement game about an hour. Yeah. <laughs> so, That's fair. it is good, though. I do enjoy it. It's a bit lucky because you're also beholden to dice rolls. But, mm-hmm. hey, for a worker placement by Fantasy Flight, this is actually really good.
0: There you go. All right. And now off to number 65. 65. Here we go.
1: To me. Alright, so my number 65 is new to the list. It's not a new-ish game. But I only played it for the first time last year. And I remember it was like in the summer. (laughs) And then I was like, I see what you guys are saying. This is a phenomenal, phenomenal game. To the point where I just recently picked up the expansion for it. However...
0: You say you guys. Was I
1: included in this? Yes. However, I... Really, really hate the box that it comes in. It's a new game that looks old, for one thing. And two, it is in the stupidest small box ever. You, you still don't have an idea, huh? Mm-mm.
0: I mean, not based on... we find a lot of games that are in stupid boxes.
1: Uh, they're, uh, this company is notorious for it. That isn't Shim Phillips' company.
0: Like, the box is just overly small... Oh, great <laughs> <right>, cathedral! <laughs> yes. yes, okay.
1: To the point where I was trying to see if I can put the the expansion in with the the yeah. uh, the no, there was like the box wasn't even sitting at that point. Yeah. So I have all the components and the cards in one box and all the. Um, uh, boards because yep. you got some new boards and the, the expansion in one box. It's just like, mm-hmm. give us a normal size box with this game. This has enough components for a normal size box. This is ridiculous. Yeah, uh, it's a great game though. It's a nice little dice rondelle in a sense. Mm-hmm. You can move or you can take all the dice from a certain area, if I remember correctly. No, right?
0: yeah, you. You move a die based on its pip but, value. Yeah. The one it lands in, one of three dice, you take that action that many times based on the. Yeah, value. that's
1: what it is. But I love that aspect because you're yeah. just sitting there like, don't move that, don't move, the, he moved that die. All right, now what am I going to do here? <laughs> yeah. But right when you yourself. take that yeah. action, all those dice that got used have to be re-rolled. Yes. And so I think so it's it really it great. Fresh. Yeah, it's so good. And you're all trying to build the cathedral. Mm-hmm. And I, what I like about it with the scoring is that if you get in on that part of the cathedral, you're going to score on it. Or if you take, like, a majority, you're going to get more points in that cathedral. So there's a little area of control based on it. It's like, oh, you've built all that up, so let me jump over here to see if I can get second place on that. Oh, yeah. someone's already jumping in here, too. You know what? Let me put my little embellishment on here so yeah. I can get more points and get, yeah. you know, second place and still get points. I really enjoyed that i love the the rondo i love I also the also really i
0: sorry not to interrupt yeah. i really like that part where where if i build a, a higher up section <laughs> than the people below you get penalized,
1: penalized. yeah that's another one it's, it's like, like hey you know what i'm gonna build the roof now <laughs> yeah <laughs> screw all you guys right. down there yep because we all get in trouble because we haven't finished our job
0: yep and so you're and trying you to you guys get... hated that one i just kept going like, man, that only takes, like, two resources? Yeah, hey, I'll jump up no, there.
1: It, I didn't hate it because you didn't mess with me. I was minding yeah. my own <laughs> business. I I was taking over one whole section by myself. yeah. And I'm like, no, you guys can fight over there and knock yourself out. You, Bryce, and Dom were all just messing yeah. with that one section, and you screwed them over by building the top. It was like, yeah. boom, 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 penalized, and I'm just sitting there like, hey, hey, suckers. Yeah. I'm going to put the resources on I this. I was halfway
0: through it, they're like, I see what you're doing, I'm like, and then try and stop me. <laughs> they couldn't. They couldn't do it fast enough.
1: But I like the fact that you can only have so many resources depending on how many flags that you have off the yep. board, because mm-hmm. that your that stuff helps you get the resources, <laughs> uh, or that's your storage, and you can only hold so much. Mm-hmm. I also like the fact that you can do the little Rondell thing or shove your resources onto your thing, yep. and it's like, can I get this done before he finishes that? Yep. I've got to get these resources. I adore this game it's a phenomenal game and i see why everybody loved it but come on first off give us a bigger bigger box and that artwork doesn't need to look like it's a game from 2009 no no (laughs) it doesn't it's slightly better than the st petersburg 2 art Mm, yeah sure (laughs) Slightly. slightly okay the game looks like it came out of the early aughts yes the game plays like it came out in the, yeah, the 2000, uh, the, yeah, like 2020 and stuff like that. It's yeah. phenomenal. All
0: right, my number sixty-five. Talking about innovative Euro games. This is one that you have not played yet, and this is new to my list. And I had played it prior to the time that we made our top 100 list, and it didn't make the list because I didn't own it yet. Not until the past year and a half did I finally acquire a copy. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a pretty awesome Euro game. And speaking of. When you were talking about Aquatica, when you have to play a card to take all the cards back in your hand, this does that also. This is Concordia.
1: I do want to try this one. Yes. I have
0: not played this Concordia one. Concordia is so darn good. One of the best parts about it is that when you're moving your pieces away from Italy, right? Um, I think it's Italy. Don't call me on that. It's been a long, It's been a while since I've it's played it, but good. you're around the Mediterranean. Yeah, you're in the Mediterranean. Yeah. You're spreading your, your characters out. You don't put them on the cities to work off of. You put them in between the paths of the cities. So you're always going to be between two cities, and you can... That's a great game. Yes. <laughs> and, you can, and you can wheel and deal with either of those two cities that you happen to be between. Mm-hmm. Everyone starts with the same deck of cards, so you're kind of deck building, just like Aquatica is. Mm-hmm. Aquatica probably does it a little smoother, but the way this game works better is, is awesome. I do believe, and it's been a get again, a little while, you have a limited number of space that you can clear up, like in Red Cathedral, where the more space you clear out, the more space you have to build mm-hmm. your resources. So it just does like all of those really cool Euro mechanisms. It stand true this whole time. It's still good. I like it a lot. Concordia is my number 65.
1: Nice. Moving on to our sixty-four.
0: 64.
1: Starting with you? Oh, no, me. That's you. Alright, so number 64 is a game I know you loathe entirely. You cannot stand this game and you're only person out of the group that doesn't like this game. Uh, it was originally my 89 and it has moved up. I like this more now. There's two games that fits that profile. Hold on. One of them didn't make the list. The other did.
0: Hold on. Is this Architects?
1: Architects yeah. of the West Kingdom. Yep. Uh, I love this game. Uh, don't mind him. Uh, This is a phenomenal game. What I like about it, what it does well for the worker placement is that, or different is that it gives you all your workers in the beginning. Which then also allows you, the more workers you have in a location, give you more resources. What you don't like about it is because people can steal your workers and put them in prison to get money off of them. (laughs) Uh, I enjoy this game. I know you don't like it. You prefer the other two out of this game. System, maybe, this is broken. Maybe, maybe this should problem. be the one of those picks for me. We force you to play it again just to see if you you truly do hate it because okay. you've only played it the one time.
0: Yeah, and I don't feel like playing it ever again. It's, it's broken, <laughs> it it's, not legitimately broken. broken. <laughs> it's not broken,
1: it's not broken. But, is. um, I don't know if there's one that's higher on this list. I'm trying to see, there might be. Yeah, okay, there is one more that's higher on this list. Viscounts. I'm spoiling it right now. Viscounts did not make the list. I, I honestly, I, I found yeah, Counts is okay. I found it fine. I just it wasn't as good as the other two for me. Yeah. Um, and I understand why you don't like it. You don't like that whole j- mean to be mean for that stuff. I mean, it's a way to get gold. But I like I, this game. I've well. argued
0: my point plenty of times. It's not. Yeah, I'm not. Gonna it's not mean point. to be mean. I love mean games. I'm totally fine with mean games.
1: But you're the you're, you're the outlier in this group.
0: Yes, so I am. I army of one. Army stand of one. And, and it it's funny, because you're, you're, you're really
1: an army of one when it comes to this game. This is yeah, some of people's favorite Shim Phillips game.
0: Yeah, that's fine. They they can be wrong. That's fine. My number sixty four is another <laughs> game you have not played yet. Um, speaking of Italy, this has an Italy map on this as well. This used to be number thirty nine, and the only reason it dropped, um, you know. 25 spaces, is just because I have not played it in a long time. Last time I played it was probably around when I moved back from Albuquerque. I don't not, know what this one much. is. This is called Condottier. Oh,
1: I remember you talking yeah. about this at one point. I've told
0: you about it. Yeah. The, I mean, it, the way it works is that you are... Um, you. You're kind of like bidding... In, you know like how El Grande moves around... And you have like the area control... This does a similar thing... It doesn't have like a, a tower or anything... But what it does do... Is you have cards that you're going to kind of bid... So I might play like a 4... And you might play like a 6... And then I have to beat your 6... So I can't just play a 1... So I might have to bid like another 6... You know... So I'll have 10... And there are cards that go upwards to 10... But there are other cards that have abilities too that, like, might actually make everything worth one instead. <laughs> you know, like, weird shenanigans and stuff. And we're trying to bid on these controls because if you're... You either win by getting, I think, like, eight eight control markers anywhere on the board or five adjacent regions. Okay. So when, when somebody has their fourth adjacent region, you really can't let them win that auction. Okay. And so it's it's really smart card play. Um, it... It kind of does one of those things where it's like, well, if I, I, even if I can't afford it, I might still kind of, you know, nudge you to have to deal with it kind yeah. of thing if you're next in line. It, it, It's really smart. Again, I don't tend to like area control, but this is really more just like auctioning. And I do like auctioning quite a bit. So that, my number 64.
1: Condottier. Yes. Moving on to
0: 63.
1: That's right. To me. All right, so my number sixty-three is a game that dropped from thirty-eight. This is probably one of my favorite war-ish style games where you're competing with other players in combat, in a sense. Any I guess? mean, world
0: well, combat. Okay, that limits it down. Uh, risk.
1: No. Chris is not going to be on my list. I know,
0: but like, got to give me more than that to work <laughs> okay. off of. You like sci-fi? You like... Oh, okay, all right. Sci-fi. You already said Twilight Imperium. Uh, yeah. sci-fi war-ish game. Mm-hmm. It's Star Wars.
1: No, it's got a lot of uh, Euro aspect uh, components to it. Is one of three games I get talked about a lot.
0: Like Eclipse or something? It's a race to 10
1: know. points. Oh, no. Outer Rim? <laughs> no. Oh. This is Dune Imperium. Oh, yeah, Dune Imperium. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is talked about a lot. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, it has dropped, and a big part of it, it hasn't been played. And I really do need to get to the table because I have both expansions. I want to get those played. I do really still enjoy this game. I look at it. My issue is that I can't play two players uh, because there's one thing I hate with two-player games.
0: Dummy player. Dummy
1: player. And this one has a dummy player. It's fine if you're doing it with a solo, but I can't stand doing a dummy player when it comes to... Yeah, just make it a three-player game. Make it a three-player game at that point. Or one, three, or above. Yep. Just don't put two in there if you've got to put a dummy player in it. Yep. Uh, but it's a good game. It's worker placement, deck building. I like what it does with those aspects where those cards can help you put troops on the board. you got to use those cards to go to a specific uh, area and It has to have that specific tag. Mm-hmm. Or you can save those cards to give you combat points or money to buy other cards to put into your deck. I, I do like a lot of it. It can be a slog because, again, it's a race to 10 points, but those points are very, very limited you can win it by combats and you can get like the victory stuff or you can use that to help you for other stuff so it's kind of like what do i do how do i do this and get up to the 10 points but i still really really do enjoy it i have everything for this game including the sleeves because i bought the the big box with the minis and stuff like that just to make it look better with instead of cube and stuff like that Because it, like I said, it has all the Euro aspect of it with the cubes and the deck building and the worker mm-hmm. placement, but the big part of the game is combat, which makes sense right. because that is the lore. And That's so I thing, do yeah. really, really enjoy this one a lot. Still, it just has to get to the table more.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, this is a fine pick. I know I'm not the biggest fan of it, but
1: it's okay. Do you like uh, what is that other one? The, the... Endless Winter over this one, or because it's about even. I don't. Uh, I I like this one over Endless Winter. Endless yeah. Winter is my third out of the three that get talked about a lot. Yeah. So spoiling again my list, but we don't know where it lands.
0: Yeah, exactly. We'll find out. My next one is a Spiel de winner. It dropped from number fifty-seven to sixty-three, so only a few spots. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spiel winner from Durkan, I believe. The designer of it is? Alhambra? Alhambra. Dealing with four different currencies, built tile laying, which tile laying, the tile laying part of it does, honestly, just kind of... Yeah, I like... It's kind of there, yeah. but it's not super...
1: I thick. like this game, but not as much as you and our mutual friend Dom. I, I mean, it's a fine game. I like no. it. It's just Like I said, it's not something I have to go out of my way right. of
0: owning. Exactly. Like, the, the tile laying part of it is, like, it's okay, but the currency part of it... Yeah. But, I like that a lot because you're going to buy the tiles no matter what. And you're just trying to have the most of the tiles. And you have to put it so the walls allow access to the central Alhambra mm-hmm. and, or the central fountain. Yeah. As long as you do that, it's fine. Um, and then... But you can only orient them a certain way. And then,
1: If you want to learn this game and haven't bought yourself a physical copy, the app is a great way to learn this yes. game. Uh huh. So just throwing that out there.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, th- this is... I mean, it's just a cool game. I like how you're trying to get you can finally uh, draw you can draw different currency cards. Um, they could be different numbers you have like the different ones to choose from. You can choose anything as long as I add up to four. So I could get like a one of this, a one, of this a one of this, one of this, one of this or I can do anything higher than a four but only a single card no matter what. And so that's already kind of uh, cool because you can't ever get change from it. Mm-hmm. but what you can do is that if you pay for one of the tiles with exact amount, Then you get to take another time buying a tile and buying a tile. And that's just a fun little idea. And uh, Krep Senate, thanks for joining in. Yeah, it's just, it's a super smart mechanism. Like that, that's where it shines is like money and how I always like it when it does something interesting with money or economics. Mm -hmm. Um, Even though I'm a big tile laying fan, the tile laying in this is what drops it down for me. It's because it's not, It's, it's there. It's fine. And it gives, something, it gives you a reason to buy what you're buying, mm-hmm. but the actual, like, grid of what you're doing doesn't really matter that much. But then you also get points for a wall at the end. Like, your longest wall, you get a point for every side yeah. of that. So, that's cool. But overall, yeah, awesome game. Alhambra, my number 63.
1: Yeah, I enjoy Alhambra. Like I said, I'm not as enamored with it as you and our other buddies. Yes. But I think it's a fine game. And like I said, I highly recommend, if you haven't played it and want to give it a try, try the app, because it's a phenomenal um, app.
0: Very good. Number 62? Yep. All right. To you? All right. My number 62 is new to the list. And finally, we have a crossover. I was afraid there wasn't going to be one. On this list? That's right. You can probably name it.
1: New to the list, huh?
0: New to my list, and that's because I didn't own it at the time when I made my last list. I do believe I had played it since then. But I might be wrong.
1: Red Cathedral?
0: Red Cathedral. Yes, for everything you said about it. It's super smart. The rondelle is cool. The the resources are fine. They're great resources for a tiny box. I only ever have one functional complaint about the game is that when you're setting up the the actual cathedral that you're building, mm-hmm. it really doesn't matter like how it's laid out. Yeah. Like that it's completely arbitrary. Because you could just have it be just, you know, an angle. Mm -hmm. Because there's no... You don't have to build adjacent to what you're building. It just looks prettier. It just (laughs) looks prettier. But, like, the fact that that's another level of setup that you have to draw that... Yeah. It really doesn't matter.
1: Yeah. No,
0: it's fine. Maybe that's something that we've overlooked in the rules, but I don't think... I think literally, as long as you're building a bottom row, you can build anywhere. So... yeah, Like, it doesn't that that's just my only complaint is like and i remember the very first time i saw that i was like why are we doing this they're like oh well we're laying it out i'm like but all these have the exact same number of cards
1: yeah
0: it's like well but you want to do that because different levels are worth more i was just, like but they're not
1: and honestly it's just yeah. for looks
0: it's just for looks that's all it is but that only complaint aside that in a tiny really tiny box <laughs> those two minor complaints aside the rest of the game is fantastic so, yeah. like, I can only see this going up, potentially, yeah. the more times I play it. It's just that no one uh, in my family would want to play it.
1: Honestly, I know our, our mutual friend, uh, Dom, has already said it's going to be one of his picks because he wants to get it to, with the expansion. So, I'm like, that yeah. works for me.
0: Yep, absolutely. So, Red <laughs> Cathedral, that's my number 62? Two, yep. yep.
1: 62. Our penultimate, penultimate, by the way, uh, welcome, Corrupt Senate. Good to see mm-hmm. you again. So, my 62, and this is this is one of intriguing to me. It's moved up from 241 to 62. Wow. And I have not played it since the last time we ranked it. It's just something that lives in my brain, apparently. Apparently. Okay. And that is Teotihuacan, City of Gods. Wow.
0: Okay. And you haven't played it since. I haven't played
1: the last time we played it. But I don't know why. It's just like when it was going up against things, I was like, yeah, no, I'll, I'll I want to bust this out, and I think that's part of the thing is like I want to get to the table again. And so that's what I was just thinking when I was ranking everything It's like right. I want to get this to the table again. I really liked how this works. Yeah, I have to remember the rules again because there is a lot of moving parts of this game, but it's so good. It's not the prettiest of games. the The pyramid in the middle is great mm-hmm. the, with like the Mahjong style of uh, uh, Mahjong style. Uh, what are they? The domino type pieces Mm -hmm. and then you can get like the little cardboard embellishment on it yeah i do really really enjoy this but this is when we talk about crunchy euros this is probably one of the heaviest games on my entire list i think there's one that's close to it in the next one yeah there's two that are close to it when it comes to heavy uh but this one is just a lot of um, brain-burning goodness. Yeah. And it's probably my favorite of the T-series games. Um, the other one I have is Tekinu, though Zulkin could possibly get up there higher. In fact, I don't know if Zulkin even made my list. But yeah, that was my sixty-two, uh, Teth the City of Gods.
0: Alright, and answer your question, Corrupt said it, uh, no Lacerdas yet, because I don't think either him or I have played a Lacerda yet. Yeah, I haven't ever. played a Lacerda. Um, which I know we need to, uh, like, yeah, there's plenty that I want to. It's one of those things,
1: but I also don't want to spend the money of a game that I'm not sure I'm right. not, not going to like. Yeah, That's why, if I can catch a, a decent Lacerda on a sale like, say, Game Nerds Deal of the Day or a Game Nerds uh, yeah. Nerds Day... Yeah. then yeah, I'd probably pick it up, but right now I'm just kind of iffy because it's very rare Like heavy, heavy Euros get to our table, because yes. I have two game groups, one of them with him, and all of us are trying to get as many games as you can get to the table yep. on your night, and then the other game group, that, uh, Ark Nova is pushing it with them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like I don't know if I'd bring Taya to walk in with them. No,
0: no, I wouldn't. And then, I have We'll talk trades after. <laughs> we'll talk trades. We might be able to pull that off. All right, um, number sixty-one, the last, last one. one of today's list. I'll be starting us off. So I said that there, there's a chance that there might be another gift series game. Well, my number sixty-one is a gift series. And th- so that means that there is a total of three, two of which are in this factor. But this one is called Devon. This is the one yes. that, that was... Uh... this. Yeah, this is one of them. And this is one that I talk about because every GIP series has like similar style components. They have like a hexagonal-ish board. Um, and they use like these discs that are stackable. And they're really nice pieces for what they are, you know. But again, no no theme, no, no craziness, just pure strategy. And the way this one works—that's different than most—is that this is a uh, hexagonal board, but it's like stretched out, so it's much longer than it is uh, short. And any stack that you control, you can move a number of pe- a number of spaces away equal to its height. So if it's three disks tall and you control it, you can move it three spaces away. In fact, you have to move it exactly three spaces away. And the other rule is it has to land on a piece. It can land on anyone's piece, but it can land, it has to land on a piece. And so uh, there's two caveats that. One of them is the fact that there are three red discs. These red discs are kind of like the lifeblood. Uh, You have groupings of pieces that are adjacent to it. And as long as your grouping of discs are connected to it, uh, one of these red discs in some way, they stay in the game. Okay. However, let's say I move a disc or a stack of discs away, and that causes um, that causes an area to be disconnected from the rest of them, and there's no disc touching them at that point. Then, if they don't have any red discs that can be traced exactly by adjacency, those are all removed from the game. Okay. So you're trying to control the most. And in case you're wondering, yes, you can plan a stack to get one of those red discs. And you can continue to maneuver them around, which is awesome. There is no height management for control, so if you happen to have a disc that's three spots away from my massive stack, you could just thunk, and then you suddenly now control it at the end, or for the end of the game. It's hilarious. And it works really well, and it has no right not working. Uh, do you remember Battle Sheep? Like how you're kind of like splitting off? It's kind of like the inverse, the opposite of that. You're gathering the discs. You as you're comparing it to
1: another game I don't like. So. Uh, I know
0: you don't like that one. I don't think you're gonna like this one either. But I just like no, I don't like that little one. subtlety.
1: We have played this together.
0: Yes. Yeah. Exactly. I don't think you're gonna like any of the gifts. You might like one of the gift series. There's
1: one I liked. I just don't remember what its name is. Yeah,
0: that's probably the one that's higher up on my list. Probably. Like, yeah. yeah. But um, just the fact that I, I like how smart those three red discs are. You have to try and do that. They're dealt out random anyway, so you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know if it's going to be something you get back to. I like it a lot. It's super cool. There's so much good strategy. Deep deep thought in this. The designer, uh, Ken Burn. he's really smart um, as far as these designs go. It's one of those very specific designers, like... Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Shady Torby, you know, who makes the Oni series. Very specific designs, but they do them really, really innovatively well. Yeah. So that's my number sixty-one and last for today's list, Devon.
1: All right. So for my last game of this list, I am talking about a specific designer that we both love, and it's not a Phil Walker Harding because I already told you that was my last one. Is it a Feld? It is a Feld. Can you guess? Was that dramatic one? enough? It's new to the list, by the way.
0: Um, new to the list, really. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the water one?
1: Uh, that was the last list.
0: That's what I thought. So it's High in Oracle?
1: No? No. Tuscany? Yep. Really? Castle's yeah, a Tuscany. That is
0: new to the list for you, huh?
1: Yeah, that is my 61. it
0: took me, like, surprisingly long to get you to play it after I got it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's just, that was one of the big parts It was kind of hard just to get it to, to Able because there was other things that we wanted yep. to do. But mm-hmm. I have I I played it. I liked it a lot. I like what it's doing with like the card drawing rather than the board and mm-hmm. the tokens, yep. basically setting up for, uh, you use your token and put it out there on the board to claim yep. something else. And now they can claim your token to help on their board or mm-hmm. on their castle. Stay. Right. I love that aspect. I think it's got a lot of fun stuff to it. It's, one of the better looking Feld games from Alea? Unfortunately, yeah, just took, put that
0: cover alone.
1: Yeah, it took three editions of Carpe Diem to get it right. So,
0: <laughs> and this and Carpe Diem came out nearly at the yeah, same, same time. Same time right? yeah.
1: yeah, but this one's really good. Um, I like the card flipping. I love the, that. That's my favorite thing is that the tokens you should yeah. use, putting your token to the board to claim another token, therefore it's open for someone else to take. Yes, uh, I think that's really smart. I like how it works uh there's not much more i can say about this game other than it's it's really a simple version so if you don't or you think castles of burgundy took too long try this one i think you might like this one a little bit more
0: half the length
1: it's much simpler too cool
0: but yeah that was my number six good pick not too many arguments against yours And we only had one crossover, too. That's the sad part. Yeah, so far. But so far.
1: We've have three total in our top 100.
0: I already know that there's going to be at least one more crossover, just by what we've said so far.
1: Yeah. we'll see. We'll find out. I know there's a few. Yeah. That might be coming up, yeah.
0: Yeah, so we'll let you see on the future episodes. So thank you so much for tuning in. If you ever want to join us uh, on a live chat, we do stream these live on twitch.tv slash Games. You can come in, say hello, and join in on the conversation.
1: As well as you can find all video re-uploads on YouTube at Everyday Board Games 2020. And if you like what we do, there are three things you can do to help us grow on that platform. Subscribe if you're not. Like the video and comment down below and tell us your thoughts on the subject. As well as all audio versions can be found on most podcast platforms under Everyday Board Games Podcast. This includes Spotify, Google, Amazon Music, and Podbean.
0: And if you ever want to email us directly, you can email us at everydayboardgames2020 at gmail.com. Go ahead and do so if you ever want to give us ideas for future episodes. Just want to reach out and say hi or enter in contests that we happen to be running every once in a while. EverydayBoardGames2020 at gmail.com.
1: And with that being said, uh, we do have a social media presence. You can get in contact with us on our official Twitter account, PBG Podcast. More than likely, you're going to find us more so on the Board Game Revolution um, well, group, group uh, on Facebook. We'll post uh, our top eight debates on there. As well as sometimes when we're having podcast discussion topics, we'll put it out there. So look for us. It's not that hard. You just got to look for a Daniel.
0: Correct. <laughs> right. Yeah, we're one of the many's, but we're we're fairly common on that. Yeah. Well, not lately. Not we're lately. The hundred, of course. But yeah. Either way, we want to thank you so much for tuning in. As always, I've been your host, Daniel.
1: And I've been your host, Daniel.
0: And thank you for listening to Everyday Board Games.
1: And remember, every day's a good day for board gaming.